0: hello everyone and welcome to the stacks this is jay
1: and i'm shanna
0: and uh we're talking about the 80s uh misunderstood at the time big flop uh but i i would say comic masterpiece clue uh directed by jonathan lynn
1: misunderstood is right because i honestly thought that this movie came out from that period in like the 2012s when everybody was making terrible movies based on board games like um, like Battleship or, oh, yeah. or or the I guess it's not a board game, but the Haunted Mansion or, or Hungry Hungry Hippos. I think I made that last one up, but that would be an amazing movie.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there, there was just that IP storm where, where everyone wanted to make a movie based on every sort of intellectual property that they thought might have some sort of brand resonance.
1: And none of these were ever meant to be movies.
0: No, and Clue... I mean, Clue at least obviously has a movie structure because it's a very obvious whodunit structure. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this movie is unbelievably faithful to the game.
1: Ridiculously so. Like, I don't... I was remembering how to play Clue. I haven't played in decades, probably. But remembering how just from watching the movie.
0: Yeah, because, like, there are... Points where Tim Curry basically just recites the rules of the game. <laughs> uh, and like I would say that this is like a hundred percent just Tim Curry's movie. Like his energy oh, yeah. drives everything.
1: <laughs> he somehow manages to be the audience surrogate, the rule master, and arguably the antagonist all at the same time
0: in certain timelines. Uh, and Sir, this yeah. is a gimmick movie. Uh, th- this played with one of three different endings in theaters. So y- you would just, like by chance, get one of the three endings. Uh, so, gimmick movie. Uh, w- w- what do you think of the whole uh, getting one of three endings?
1: I think it's great if... Uh... If the market, I don't know how, like, obviously I was too young when this movie came out, but if the marketing didn't tell you that you were getting one of three different endings, I think that would have been the best thing ever, because everybody would go to see it, but they're all getting different things they're talking about, and they're like, man, I hate the part. I, I love how they ended it with, uh, it was so-and-so in the place with the revolver. It's like, what? What are you talking about? It was Miss Scarlet with, God... <laughs> Well, most of the timelines end up being everybody did it.
0: Well, really, the the last one is the everybody did it. Uh, but we'll we'll totally get to the three different ones and compare and contrast. I I feel there's one of them that would be the sort of bummer ending. That like the other two are both obviously stronger. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll get to those. Uh, one thing that I noticed in the opening credits that i hadn't really picked up on before is that this is from deborah hill productions uh and she was a uh, carpenter's partner and like worked with him on most of his early movies like she was his producer
1: oh interesting
0: yeah that was kind of cool so it opens with tim curry arriving first Uh, and he's prepared he has bones for the guard dogs uh, but of course he also steps in poop which sets off a a running gag for quite a bit of the start of just people sniffing when they enter
1: oh Oh, i never quite picked up on that
0: (laughs) there's so many little things like that that are just constantly running through the movie in these repeating gags and like it's only one you've, like, I've watched this movie upwards of a dozen times in the past, like, ten years. Uh, it, it's one that just recurs a lot because it's just super fun and breezy. Uh, so I've picked up a lot of the little details in the background, finally.
1: There's so much in this movie. <laughs> like... After I got after I finished watching it, I was like, oh, no, I need to watch it again. And there literally aren't enough hours between now and recording for me to do that.
0: (laughs) Uh, So it's set in New England in 1954. It's a it's it's retro setting to kind of I I guess it makes more sense for the just the setup of all of these people. And uh, I, I really love the running gag about communism later. (laughs) Uh, And like it's all sort of about that era of uh, sort of espionage and politics
1: because it it turns out it's like maybe an international spy conspiracy depends
0: which timeline
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) because i I was looking for i was looking to see if it would be possible to solve the case like if if the movie presents you with enough info to do it yourself because some some do some don't and then i remembered three different endings depending on how different they are and it turns out they're very different yeah the movie does not give you enough info to solve the case on your own
0: no although there are certain cues that i think are very important Uh, And and one that I think is sort of, like, has to be resolved by at least one of the last two endings, uh, where the first ending I just don't think works. Hmm. So we also see when Curry arrives, we've got Colleen Camp, who's Yvette, the maid, and we see her dancing in the lounge. uh, And when he enters, she sniffs.
1: Okay, okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, And also the cook is there, Mrs. Ho. And she announces that dinner will be ready at 7.30. She's very stern.
1: Oh, the cook. She is. She's something else. <laughs>
0: she she has very little characteristics. She's just very loud, very brash. Uh, very, yeah. Big, stout lady.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, big, loud gongs every time she has to announce something.
0: <laughs> A lot. Uh, this is a great cast, by the way, just like kind of an unbelievable comedy cast. Uh, all, all of the people in this are kind of just comedy greats uh, as they uh, start in, uh, showing it, up here.
1: Yeah, we uh, let's see. Who do I recognize? There was obviously Tim Curry. There was Christopher Lloyd, who's.
0: Professor Plum. Th-
1: yep. Long, younger than I remember him being ever.
0: Which is yeah, weird because is... didn't
1: Back to the Future come out around the same time?
0: I think maybe the exact same year, maybe the year before back to the future. He looks I think 20 years like older in that. <laughs> he well, looks... he is playing like a crazy old doctor in that. Cause he does also play a younger version of himself in the sequel.
1: I haven't seen those in so long.
0: I watched I them uh, a few that. years ago. They're pretty good. Well, the first one's really good. The second and third are iffy. Uh, next one to arrive is Colonel Mustard played by Martin Mull
1: oh yeah my my name's not mustard sir we are all using our fake names here nobody is to divulge their real names
0: right so wadsworth curry uh, introduces himself also as wadsworth the butler here and he introduces the concept that all of them are operating under assumed names so each of these are names he's giving them as they arrive Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool I, I like that, and just, you know, again, really making it the board game. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and he takes him through a hidden bookcase door, establishing that we've got all of these weird secret passages in this weird trick house.
1: <laughs> uh, there's a few visual gags with uh, Colonel Mustard and this one door, just in mm-hmm. the next couple scenes that are fun.
0: With it spinning and everything. And, and
1: like, he, it opens and he gets hit with it, or or just not even hit, he just has to, like... Move off to the side, and he's stuck behind it.
0: Uh, next to show up is Mrs. White, probably my favorite character, Madeline Kahn, as the black widow.
1: Oh yeah, she's oh gosh, her deal is how many different husbands has she had?
0: Uh, we learned at the depends. end that it's five, uh, but like right. yeah, she she does specify at the end, uh, my own or other women's. <laughs> <laughs> And someone right. asks how many husbands she's had.
1: <laughs> That's uh, and, what it
0: was. <laughs> uh, notably, she and the maid know each other.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, we find out a few of these people know each other. Um, Very some of them frequently,
0: just... it's the maid. Almost everybody knows the maid. It it recurs quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were <laughs> I thought that the way people were looking at her at first, some of them were just, you know, staring because she's a maid and a Really
0: and Colleen camp like really
1: made uh,
0: buxom it's, very very attractive like lots this, of, this is her in eighty five
1: it's Ooh. a made outfit, and it's uh um, but like it's not the the see the you got the high skirt it's and like the yeah cleave.
0: it's a cheesecake made outfit, you know it, it's it's kind of a fetish made outfit more than oh, just yeah a regular made outfit uh-huh
1: uh-huh.
0: Uh, but yes, she and the maid know each other. Uh, I think maybe Colonel Mustard and the maid know each other as well. I think so. Uh, and then we we see Christopher Lloyd as Professor Plum picking up Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet, uh, who's broken down on the road. Yep, and they they find
1: out they're both going to the same event, and neither. And here's where we kind of somewhere around here is where we establish that none of them know why they're going to this thing.
0: Right. Uh, they they all just kind of have received these anonymous letters and they don't know why they're there. Uh, but they're they
1: still all... doing it anyway.
0: Yeah, which suggests there's a reason they all have for potentially doing this sort of thing.
1: Yeah. See, see, this couldn't be made in 2021 because everyone would be like, go to it. I'm not going to this thing. Just throws oh, yeah. out the letter. Good Lord. If uh, they even open it to begin with.
0: Well, yeah. Receiving mail. Come on. Who sends mail? Especially anonymous letters. Good lord.
1: Yeah, I know what's going to be in there. Something about an opinion that I wrote on a Zelda forum like (laughs) 17 years ago.
0: You need to know. Uh, Next to arrive is Mrs. Peacock, played by Eileen Brennan. Uh, And then Mr. Green, played by Michael McKeon, who is so funny in this. Uh, And when when he arrives uh, the, the dogs are acting up And like he's kind of kept out And then Tim Curry comes out and yells Sit! And McKeon sits as well sits <laughs> like, it's like in not a... you sir The dogs <laughs> It's just
1: <laughs> oh, but this, The movie is Full of fun Like just fun word plays like that <laughs> um, I, I can't possibly remember Them all but there's some really good ones
0: like, Oh there's uh... a lot, yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I'll get to it. I'll say it now because I'll probably forget it when we get to it. Uh, there's a point where another person, is like, is shows up at their house who's not part of this dinner party, and he's all like, uh, and he's all like, Strative Can I use motorist? your phone? Yeah, yeah. Stranded motorist. Oh, yeah. Can I use the phone? It's like, sure. It gets into the house. Where is it? The body? No, the phone. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. What body?
0: <laughs> yeah, phone's so good. I I actually have that uh, exchange in my notes because it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, Really good exchange here as well as uh, Plum and Scarlet pull up and she asks, why is the car stopped? And uh, Christopher Lloyd's like, it's frightened. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, oh, gosh. And I don't know if it's here or later, but the music stings every time it shows the outside of the house.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just that is is definitely one of the times. Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Like even... the music stings are jokes in this. It's
0: it's, mm-hmm.
1: it's th- This movie is a whirlwind, um, oh, especially it, in the last half.
0: Yeah, like it kind of seems to start slow. There's not a lot of jokes, and it's just sort of establishing all of these characters and all of these moving parts that you need to be aware of. And then it just takes off. It's got so much momentum, and so much of it is just driven by Tim Curry literally running from place to place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah um, it It's so hard to keep track of what's going on But don't worry, it'll be explained to you In great detail
0: Oh yeah, like a full <laughs> half of the movie Is the explanation of what happened In the movie, it's amazing It's so,
1: it's so good
0: and it, <laughs> yeah. uh, So here, the gang is all here And uh, everybody arrives And then the chef gongs for dinner Which makes... McKeon as Mr. Green just wildly just spill wine everywhere
1: (laughs) uh he's he's fun
0: and I think he gets it all over Peacock here or someone I think someone gets Uh, I want to say it's Colonel
1: Mustard
0: oh maybe it's Mustard yeah that makes sense uh and and someone asks what I, I think it's Mustard who asks him what Uh, what wadsworth does as a butler and he says i buttle sir
1: (laughs) (laughs) and in some versions wadsworth doesn't even know what he's doing here either so that's the best part it feels like he's just being manipulated by some unseen hand and, and in some versions i don't think we ever find out who set this up
0: yeah, well I think in all versions he wrote the letters at least. But even oh, yeah, that, he, it's it's a while before it turns up. Yeah. But there there are different reasons why he wrote the letters, and some of them it's very obscure. Uh and this is where we first hear about Mr. Body, I believe. And they mention specifically that he is not the host, but they don't say who the host is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like they they thought he was a host, but he isn't. But this is his
0: house. Because they all maybe. have some sort of association with him. I don't yeah. think this is his house. No. I think this is just like some weird rented creep house. Because <laughs> <Something. laughs> like he tries to escape and he doesn't know how. Right. I would
1: like to rent your creepiest house with as many secret passages as possible. Yes, I would like a pre-stocked with books. They don't have to be about anything. It just needs to look like books, but really just be doors. Um,
0: Ideally, some some paintings' eyes that we can look through. <laughs> and I want
1: a fireplace that spins. Yes, you heard me. A fireplace that spins.
0: I mean, that's kind of a standard model for the spooky mansion of the 50s. Oh, yeah. As though they serve shark fin soup, and everybody slurps their soup for a bit. And then peacock just starts hideously rambling and just like trying to break the ice and like is rambling about how she's going to break the ice and just like on and on and and i'm determined to enjoy myself and very intrigued and oh my this soup's delicious isn't it and then everyone just falls silent and stares at her for a moment (laughs)
1: yeah she's she's hilarious she's just so annoying and just so loud it doesn't she's like the perfect that lady i don't know what you call it but she is the perfect mrs peacock character i guess i was like she's a oh my gosh she's a peacock and i don't know another word for that type of character
0: yeah, she's just the the politician's wife. She's, you know, and she lets that slip here that uh she she's a hostess due to her husband's work and everybody immediately picks up that that means she's married to a politician. Right. Uh and they they also kind of quickly start piecing together that they all sort of work either in Washington or are government related in some way.
1: Mm-hmm, because this is Well, J. Edgar Hoover's involved in every version
0: Yes Somehow Well, like, he phones the place at some point He
1: he phones
0: Or theoretically Uh, I think in one version (laughs) it's not actually him But I think in a couple of them it is
1: Yeah Uh, I wish Bob Hoskins played J. Edgar Hoover in this
0: Oh, that'd (laughs) be great
1: His version
0: (laughs) Uh, He is an outstanding Hoover in the Nixon movie Oh, yeah uh, so McKeon says that he works in Washington. I think, although he doesn't like mention what it is next, or like uh, uh, yet. Yeah. Uh. uh, they they serve the next dish, which is unidentified, but Peacock totally loves it. Uh, we will learn much much later that it's monkey brains. Oh right, yep. Uh, and we we learn that Plum works for the World Health Organization. Uh, although um, he doesn't work in Washington, but he, he I think everybody else does. And yeah. everybody's related to the government in some way. Although <laughs> Scarlet, through being a madam. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then also, finally, Mr. Body arrives, uh, played by Lee Ving, who's a punk rock guy. I think he's the lead singer of The Fear. Oh, Really? He's, like, definitely a, a like, major early punk scene dude, which is fun. Uh, And he arrives with gifts. He knows the maid, of course.
1: Of course he does. And he's got, like, this shit-eating grin on the whole time, even though he doesn't seem to know what's going on either.
0: And he, he, like, is such a slick, 50s, greasy bad guy.
1: Oh, he is. He's such a piece of shit. You, you could just tell from looking at him. It's like, oh, every everybody's going to want this guy dead.
0: Yeah, which makes his plan really tenuous and not at all well thought out.
1: <laughs> it's a terrible plan.
0: <laughs> and so, like, this is where we learn that they've all been brought here by anonymous letters, uh, Mr. Body included. But he yeah, got but... a different sort of letter than them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which he doesn't elaborate and the butler his explanations don't explain anything ever. It's he's he's like the perfect the perfect uh example of the character who
0: he well, only he
1: explains what he wants you to know, but makes yeah, it seem like he's explaining anything but is actually explaining nothing.
0: He's a very unreliable narrator, and he's sort of our primary narrator in the film. It's like kind of almost our point of view character.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: Even though like he's nefarious and and could be uh, completely not on the level in depending on which ending we're going with. (laughs) Could be. So they go to the study for Brandy and body kind of decides to bolt at, at this point for some reason. And he like goes to try to get out the doors, but the doors are locked. The windows are all locked. Uh, he even is going to try to break the glass in the greenhouse, but then there's the dogs.
1: Oh yeah, right. Just yeah, just jumping at the window like they're
0: ready for him. And they totally are. And mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I I guess he's 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 sort of an inconsistent character, and he's the only character we really don't get to know much of because uh, he's Mr. Body. <laughs> <laughs> His
1: job is to die. He was brought here to die.
0: How did, did he we not just know? Have to-
1: we just have to get to that point.
0: Because, like, isn't this his nickname that he's been given in arriving? So, like, shouldn't he know that... Oh, hey,
1: yeah, right, that's not even... <laughs> right, of course, that's not even his real name.
0: Yeah, although, of course, like, uh, maybe he told him to bring the gifts. I don't know.
1: Ah, uh, who knows? Uh,
0: but... Anyway, he's he's stopped and they all kind of like sit down and have brandy and learn that everyone's being blackmailed and like we, we don't immediately reveal that body is the blackmailer, but it's pretty obvious right away that he's the guy. Uh-huh. Uh So we learn that Professor Plum is a former psychology professor, but he got his medical license revoked for misconduct with a patient, quote unquote, you know.
1: Yeah, oh yes. Um it's not stated but heavily hinted uh, just what kind of misconduct it was when
0: Yeah, he and he's handsy with every yeah. the whole movie. Mhm. Uh Peacock received bribes I I think on behalf of her husband or in order to influence her husband's policy as a politician. I don't
1: see why that's a big deal I mean that's what you do when you're in politics that's not blackmailable (laughs) it's like you could blackmail someone for saying hey I'm gonna let the whole world know that you don't take bribes whoa 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 whoa! (laughs) hold on everyone needs to know that Mr. Politics can be bought
0: this was the 50s it kind of meant something for a while Oh, yeah, I think that's at the right. time it, there there was this thing like there was sort of like integrity in politics. I feel like it existed,
1: or at <laughs> least you had to try harder to put up the front. I
0: mean, this was 1985, so it was definitely recreating a fantasy retro 50s, much like <laughs> oh, Cap- you know,
1: yeah, yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> well, surely think... back then there was integrity, right?
0: Yeah, oh, I just. Well, I mean, sort of, because this is about un-American activities, which is a whole different, you know, the HUAC thing. And there's some uh, issues with that about to come up as well. (laughs) Right.
1: Because, yeah, the whole reason they're all being blackmailed is because they're doing things that are
0: un-American. Un-American. We learn that Scarlett is a madam, and many of her customers are within the government, including Colonel Mustard. And that's all we know about him for now. I, I guess yeah. just we're we're supposed to take it that it's scandal, although we'll learn much later that there's more to do with him in terms of his un-American activities. Right, right. Uh, and Mrs. White maybe slash definitely killed uh, her husband and maybe five husbands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe, definitely, possibly.
0: And, uh, like, she has so many great lines. I really like, being killed is pretty final, wouldn't you say?
1: <laughs> I, I like Miss um uh, They're like, so what, you're not being blackmailed for... You're not being blackmailed? Oh, I'm being blackmailed, but I did the thing I'm being blackmailed
0: for. Yeah. She's like, I'm not hiding it. I am a madam. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We we learn that her last husband, his head and penis, had been cut off.
1: (laughs) I forgot about that part. (laughs) Oh, man. there's Uh, Yeah, I needed to watch this.
0: There's so much detail.
1: There's so much.
0: Uh, So we we learn, like, McKeon steps up and says, uh, as, as Mr. Green, that he works for the State Department and he's being blackmailed because he's gay.
1: Which, OK, yes, in the 50s, that will just that's the end of your life. It's very finds blackmailed. That, that yeah. is that's blackmail.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then it's revealed that body is, of course, the one blackmailing all of them. Uh, and they all sort of motion to attack him right then and there. But then Wadsworth is like, listen, the police are coming. And everything's being taped right now uh, The police are going to arrive in 45 minutes And like, let's turn over the hourglass <laughs> <laughs> the, re- the game is starting yeah, so yeah. We're about to get to the murder <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the bit later The police are on their way The police are already here oh, yeah. No, the other police <laughs>
0: So, body goes and gets his bag of gifts, and uh, they all open them up, and they're each a weapon. Uh, each one is one of the weapons from the Clue game, specifically.
1: Yeah, so, so you got... Uh, I don't remember what they all are, but you've got your rope. It's a noose. Yeah. Uh, you've got your candlestick, your pipe. Right. Uh, your giant wrench. So big. Your revolver. Yep. Um...
0: There's a, oh, a knife, a knife, oh.
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh and I think poison maybe, but I maybe that no, that one I guess doesn't play in here. I don't
1: think poison
0: No, I no, think that no. might poison be doesn't all get of them. used. Uh I think that might be everything cuz they they are all used at some point in the film. Right. They do each come up at some point. So he wants them to kill Wadsworth and take back the the materials and stuff.
1: Right dishes? and then uh, he's gonna continue blackmailing him that's his right. plan
0: and it's not a great plan it's <laughs> terrible plan <laughs> I, I, I do mean, love the guy's the got line. balls.
1: I do love the line though it's like it's like you're blackmailing us for being un-American why he's taking your weakness and making money off of it. What could be more American than that?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> this movie this movie gets me
0: So rampant capitalism he he is very american
1: oh yeah yeah which is why the communist revolution is uh well it, it it's a red herring
0: <laughs> communism is just a red herring in every ending of course it's yeah I, that, that's one uh, of my favorite gags
1: i was just waiting for the last one to be communism and it isn't
0: nope <laughs> uh so body turns the lights out and we hear just a whole bunch of sound effects including a gunshot and a scream
1: and then uh, when the lights are I think he's lying on the floor when the lights are on again
0: yeah and he seems to be dead and they're wondering how because they're like well he they, they turn him over and they're like he's dead but he wasn't shot even though they heard the gunshot
1: yeah there's no blood no wounds or anything
0: Right, and uh, Plum is the one who, Professor Plum, Christopher Lloyd, was the one with the gun. And he says he didn't shoot, He that it fired when someone tried to take it from him in the dark. Right. And so it didn't shoot anyone. And uh, uh, I think it's Peacock who screamed because she was startled. Uh <laughs> But anyway, immediately they're like, oh, no, maybe he was poisoned uh, and he'd been drinking the brandy and Peacock at this time to calm herself down was drinking brandy. So she starts freaking out.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, um,
0: McKeon oh. slaps her <laughs> <laughs> to, to calm her down.
1: I feel like that happens a few times.
0: They're like, it's, it's gone through in the uh repeats when they're doing. Oh the-
1: yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was.
0: Uh And then they're like, oh, we'll, we'll never know unless she dies too. And then they all lean in and stare at her, which is <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just like stagily lean in. Uh, and then th- there's a scream off screen and this basically we're already into running from room to room time because this is just like the whole rest of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. We haven't even started the, the real running around.
0: Yeah. But like <laughs> this is
1: the first this one. This is like the beginning of the whirlwind. It just yeah. accelerates. This is It accelerates from here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's vet. She was in the next room and she was screaming because I am frightened. Me too. I also drank the cognac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they bring her back with them to the study, and uh, when they're doing that, Wadsworth notably turns off and removes the tape because I guess he, he feels he's gotten all of the the evidence he needs for the police.
1: Yeah, and also I mean, body's dead. Body's dead. Now it's evidence of somebody's murder yeah or somebody doing a murder
0: and this is where we get a bit of his supposed backstory at least this a a version of it where he's like okay i was body's butler and i was the one who sent the letters i invited everyone here and he says that his wife committed suicide because of the blackmail uh and that like she was or or no it's because His wife had friends who were socialists, and everybody gasps. Oh, (laughs) right, right. And he's like wiping away tears.
1: (laughs) I'm trying. Oh man, what a weird time that must have been. Just yeah. Although you know, people are going to say that about our time in a few decades. They're going to be like, yeah,
0: it is weird. It's already a weird time. It's weird. Yeah. And I think a lot of people felt that then, too, and that it was strange and absurd. I hope so. Well, I mean, you don't hear
1: about them, but yeah, I hope
0: I mean, so. Of, like, you see it in the subtext of some movies at the time, depending on the mm. writer. Mm, true, true. Uh, And so, like, they all go to sit down in the room and McKeon just keeps getting outfoxed in from every single seat in the room.
1: Oh right, right, because th- there there's uh, only so many chairs, and I think they popped up Mr. Body onto a chair.
0: Yeah, or does that come later? I I think maybe they have at this point. I'm not sure, but like they all are getting into the chairs, and there's like just enough, and then they've added the maid. So.
1: Oh, yeah, so he has to sit on, like, a table or something.
0: Yeah, just a really tiny table, and it it breaks as just perfect punctuation for the reveal about the un-American activities... (laughs) Uh, It's so like the words Un-American activities are spoken And like the table breaks And he hits the floor And everyone's like oh my god
1: The the comedic timing of everything in this movie Is so tight and perfect
0: It really snaps And like it's just constantly revving up The whole movie
1: Yeah yeah there's There's parts where you feel like It's gonna calm down and then it doesn't
0: Nope nope just constantly escalating (laughs)
1: Yeah like when you think it's like I know who the killer is and I'll walk you Through what happens like oh good we're gonna Slow down a second and No no no
0: no. I mean that Happens at like the halfway (laughs) That's the halfway point (laughs) It's like I Know who did it and I'll And I was like oh wow that was a
1: breezy hour And a half and then I look at the thing
0: and it's like 45
1: minutes What the (laughs) hell
0: (sighs) Another really great a repeating gag starts here it's like to make a long story short and someone's too, too late, late. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's like it's okay we're gonna solve this mystery ourselves in the 39 minutes left before the police arrive because you know that hourglass is still going we're oh, still yes. playing the game <laughs> uh, and then they're like oh of course the cook did it because none of us did it so everyone yeah. runs to the kitchen they
1: open up the i guess the closet or whatever
0: i think it's the pantry the
1: pantry yeah that's it it's yeah it would be a closet <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah it opens up the pantry and she falls out with a knife in her back
0: onto McKeon
1: oh yeah yeah right onto
0: <laughs> cuz is... like at first it just seems empty so they're all just standing around and then like she just falls out of it into onto him <laughs> Uh, and then like mustard's like it, it it must have been Mrs. White. It's you're the only admitted killer, and this is where we get the stuff about how many husbands she's had. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, right, right.
0: It's like I wouldn't want to be kept alone with you. It's like a spider with a fly. It's like flies are where men are most vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, great life. <laughs> Probably the best character, right? <laughs> Other than uh, Curry, I mean, that's that's kind of like a given. It's his movie, pretty much.
1: Oh, it it totally is. He he drives the whole thing forward.
0: Yeah. So they go back to the study and Body is gone.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> and Kean, <laughs> this is one of my favorite bits, he's like, maybe Mr. Body killed the cook. Curry's like, how? And everyone just has, like, a long silence. Like, yeah, no, that's stupid. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, very quickly acknowledged, like, he was dead here on the floor, remember? <laughs> uh, and Miss, th- this is a very important point. Mrs. Peacock leaves for the bathroom. Uh, so right. she's the only one who's not here. So she has to be w- a killer, if not the killer. Based Unless on...
1: there's more people in the house we don't know about, but are there? No. Oh God, how did that bit go? No, not.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I have some of that written down when we get there too. Yeah, that one's great. So uh, and good. when she's leaving, uh, she's like, "Is is there a bathroom somewhere?" And uh, 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 Yvette's like, "Wee wee." She's like, "No, no, I just need to powder my nose." <laughs> so good. Uh, So Scarlet finds the negatives, which are basically just photos of Mustard attending her brothel. And she thinks it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. And then Body falls out of the bathroom door dead with new wounds that he did not have when uh, he was on the floor.
1: Yeah, some kind of a, a head injury, I think it was, wasn't it?
0: there's blood like uh he he's been stabbed i believe or yeah no it it has to be a head injury too because i think he gets it with the candlestick canonically
1: hmm. i thought I'm it not was sure. with the revolver oh no, wait no no, no not, definitely somebody, not the revolver not the revolver but no it has to be the you know I what it... where i'm getting ahead
0: I'm fairly certain it's the candlestick. But anyway, like he's bloody there. There are new wounds. I think maybe he was both stabbed and uh, candlesticked because we have a couple different endings and maybe a couple of them sort of apply. But anyway, he's bloody and he he lands on McKeon because just bodies are constantly falling on (laughs) McKeon. And he screams, I didn't do it. This is important. He, in none of the endings, does he do it. He is the one who is always innocent. Until most... No, no. Every version, he is innocent.
1: Up to... Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, this is one of my favorite exchanges here. Someone killed him twice. So unnecessary. Definition of overkill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so good uh, And then they're like wait Unless he wasn't dead before And they, they Start to get into the game And then Curry repeats the rules And like okay we're trying to figure out Who killed him where and with What
1: <laughs> I I think it's around Here where they all split up
0: uh, just before, the, like it's it's still a little bit after this. Uh, first, there's um, <laughs> him uh, yelling, "I'm not shouting!" All right, I am. I'm shouting! I'm shouting! I'm shouting! And he starts stomping, <laughs> and then the candlestick, which was over the door where Mister Body was found, which I think is why I feel that's what happened to him. It falls and knocks him out. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yes.
0: So this is when they start kind of consolidating all of their information. They uh, get the bodies, and they put them together on the sofa.
1: Right, okay, and this ends up being a thing, too. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course it is.
0: <laughs> and Then they gather up all of the remaining weapons that they still have access to, and they lock them in the cabinet.
1: And then and, uh, Wadsworth is meant to have the key, and they're all like, well, then you can take it. You could just take the key and shoot us. Well,
0: and then they have, have the whole key. exchange. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he just goes and tosses the key out.
0: Or he's going to. Toss or he's
1: going to out. toss the key out the window or out the door.
0: Out the door. But then when they open the door, there's a stranded motorist looking for a phone.
1: Oh, OK. Oh, here we go.
0: This is where we have that exchange that you mentioned. He's like. And they they bring him into the to like use the phone and everyone's just like standing around in a circle looking suspicious, grinning. He's like, <laughs> where is After it? After
1: they just did this whole thing about moving <laughs> the bodies, where is it?
0: Yeah. The body? He's no, like, the... where? What? The body? The phone? What body? Nobody. I no nobody else here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, okay, the phone is in the lounge, and he like goes in and they lock him in. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then finally they do throw away either that key or the cabinet key i'm not sure which one it I is think ultimately it depends yeah
1: i think it depends a key gets thrown though that's for sure
0: and then like they go reopen the door to the study and it's like just checking two corpses everything's fine <laughs> just like make sure they didn't get away from them again <laughs> Yeah, and this is where there's that like endless exchange where mustard is trying to get out of curry whether someone else is hiding in the house. And he's like, is there someone else or isn't there? Yes or no. It's like yes, uh, yes there uh, is, yes there isn't. <laughs> this this endless back and forth. Like oh oh my god. <laughs> uh, and then peacock starts screaming about the bodies. She's just, like yelling loudly about how there's these bodies here and everyone's trying to shush her because obviously the guy's in the next room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is where they decide to split up on Mustard's recommendation. They're like, okay, we'll split up in pairs. and We'll each search one of the floors of the house in pairs. We'll draw lots.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They have their little matchstick things.
0: Yeah. And... So the the teams we've got Mustard and Scarlet and she's like, yep. <laughs> she she hates it a lot. Uh, they're <laughs> searching the main floor.
1: Uh, we've got Yvette the maid and Mr. Green. Yep. Uh, searching the attic. <laughs> I love their search.
0: They're so great. It's they they so just they are afraid to go up.
1: <laughs> well, part of it, they're they're also afraid to turn their backs on each other. So right. it's like you go up first. But I don't want to go f- first. And he's like, well, there's I'm sure there's nobody up there. There, why don't you go first? Okay, I will. And then they're staring up the, up the
0: there's up like a the long stairwell. Hold. Yeah, they just wait for they're like just, a long pause, and then it just cuts the them.
1: <laughs> and then it cuts back to them a couple times Just standing there,
0: just standing
1: there. <laughs> uh, oh, It's so good Like that's the one I remember I don't really know what anyone else did I know Scarlet and Or Mustard discovered the fireplace Thing uh,
0: uh, Mustard discovered, discovered I shouldn't
1: say uh, I should say yes, it's he, used he I don't know who into, discovered it
0: He falls into the secret passage To the lounge Yeah And and that's that's a little bit later because that's that's an important uh, plot point afterwards. Okay. Uh, But uh, so Mrs. White or Miss White and Wadsworth are searching the second floor.
1: Oh yeah, but and they're neither of them wants to go into the room by themselves.
0: Right. Uh, But they they also don't want to go into a room together. Right, because
1: <laughs> you're the last person I want to be in a room alone with.
0: Right, yeah. Wow. Uh And Plum and Peacock, of course, are searching the cellar.
1: Right, right. Oh, no, I don't remember what happens to them or what they find.
0: I don't think they find much of anything, Uh, but I, I'm just very suspicious of Peacock altogether. Uh but they all start exploring for a bit and then the police car arrives but we, he doesn't come to the door yet we just see him drive up uh and we see someone we don't see who but they burn the evidence and yep. also the weapons cabinet is unlocked
1: Oh do we see the weapons cabinet get unlocked?
0: Yeah, we just see it unlocked we don't like we we just see a hand doing it. Oh, okay, okay. The same as the burning the evidence. It's all part of this montage. Uh, As well as someone takes the wrench, uh, and then they sneak up on the motorist, who's on the phone saying he's really nervous, and they've locked him into this room. And he's like, funny thing is, one of them is my old boss. Oh, yeah. Then he gets hit with the wrench. Right, right. Yeah.
1: there's a couple more sequences like this because I think a few more people still need to die, but that's not until a little bit later.
0: Yeah, there's kind of like a rapid sequence of multiple more additional deaths, uh, and this is where we get just a lot of screaming and running because <laughs> you know they're they're in the room with the the body and they're screaming and they're locked in because you know the door was locked from the outside with the key. Yeah. But the, the key is missing. They've lost the key to the lounge because I think that is the one that got thrown out. <laughs> I think so. Because, like, they just run around and they never do find this key. Uh, and they're shouting, like, never mind the key. Unlock the door. It's like, <laughs> I can't unlock the door without the key. <laughs> Uh, curry is like it's all right I'll break it down and he does a run and jump at it and he completely <laughs> just, fails to break it <laughs> it's a very solid <laughs> uh, so Yvette gets the gun out of the cabinet and in tripping over Wadsworth she shoots the rope which is holding the chandelier although it does not break yet it's yeah. just something to so keep in our back pockets
1: <laughs> so that's two bullets this comes up yep. sometimes.
0: Yes, it does.
1: <laughs> um, I didn't Yeah. Uh
0: and then she shoots the lock which uh goes right through and also shoots Colonel Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a minor flesh wound, but he's not yeah. happy about it. <laughs> of course. And he comes out and is like, I can't take any more scares. And then the imme- the chandelier immediately falls and explodes behind him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's going to, it's set up to look like it's going to fall directly on him. And he just takes one step.
0: <laughs> uh, and then everyone is like, okay, now we need to investigate who unlocked the cabinet. Uh, and they just kind of abandon the gun in the wreckage of the chandelier. Just drop it and leave it there
1: yeah yeah uh because you'll recall yvette just took the gun from the cabinet like she had known it would be unlocked
0: Mm-hmm. and the, she's like she? but did she and she's like no i just uh thought uh that that's where the gun is and she didn't even think about it but maybe she did it maybe <laughs> and then the police rang the bell and Green goes to open it, and then immediately slams the door again when he sees it's a cop, <laughs> and then yeah, reopens it again immediately.
1: <laughs> now this isn't the police that are coming in 35 minutes, police. This is just a cop.
0: Yeah, this is just some random cop who's passing by because he saw the motorist. Right. Or, or technically, something. he's also associated and was also invited here, as we'll learn in one of the endings. Maybe all of them. I'm not sure... We'll get back to that (laughs) And he's like He knows the maid too
1: Yeah, everyone knows her
0: Uh, So like uh, The cop asks about the motorist And they all give just wildly Conflicting and suspicious responses
1: Of course And I think Oh yeah, then the cop asks if he could Use a phone and they're like You could use the one in the uh, Or -hmm. no, there's one in uh, hmm, uh, You could go
0: it's like you can wait in the library for a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course, they gotta do this whole moving more bodies around thing.
0: And and like first, like the they, uh, Scarlet and Plum, uh, respectively, slam the lounge and study doors very suspiciously and stand at them grinning. Oh yeah. <laughs> Curry's like drafty these old houses. <laughs>
1: the cops like what's in those doors nothing
0: (laughs) and he's like oh uh help yourself to a drink Uh, not the cognac just in case just in case of what (laughs) 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 because they're still not sure if the cognac is poison (laughs) right and then of course he they they put him in the library and lock the door he's like what (laughs) and immediately they see him trying the knob but they're they're gonna go on about their business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then the phone rings and the cop answers it and he he like makes a big ruckus about it he threatens to arrest them if they don't answer the door because
1: <laughs> the phone on, on the phone i think in every version
0: it's, it's j edgar j. hoover, edgar hoover. <laughs> and curry's like they're they're like why is why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? Like he's, he's on, on everyone, everyone else's.
1: else's phone. Why wouldn't he be on mine? I'm like, that's, that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> and he takes the call privately, and so they have to show the cop around.
1: Yep. Um, he's like, what's he, going on in those
0: two rooms? Which two rooms?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, they, they end up taking him to, or he ends up seeing the room where the the corpses were being kept, and. <laughs> And be, they make this big show of like fake making fake. I don't know how fake making out with the corpses
0: to it's make so it gross. look like
1: they're having like a swinger party.
0: Yeah. He's like, uh, well, I can't but, show you those. It's all too shocking. And he's like, I'm just going to take a look. So white, uh, Miss White is pretending to make out with dead body. Yeah. On, on the sofa. And then, mustard is making out with the cook but like the two of them are puppeting her or the peacock <laughs> is on the other side of a curtain puppeting her cuz she's <laughs> too heavy for them to for like one person to <laughs> hold her up it's,
1: it's so it's so ridiculous i'm just like <laughs>
0: it's amazing and and the motorist is just posed with a bottle and they say oh he's dead drunk (laughs) (laughs) right and then you know uh, uh uh wadsworth is done with his call so the cop can go back to use the phone himself and they lock him in again so they can continue to search (laughs) <laughs> i was like why did you lock him in because <laughs> they don't
1: because he doesn't know that the cops i guess cool now
0: yeah I, I well they do want to continue to search though and yeah they, they kind of can't do that and leave the bodies just sitting there i guess
1: yeah but the cop
0: was about to leave maybe no no maybe. he was no he was about to make a call oh, to make his phone call right right yeah. Uh, so the, quickly, Scarlet discovers another secret passage the, from the kitchen to the lounge. Right. Which right. is an important one. And then someone turns out the lights and Yvette gets killed. Uh, someone gets Yvette with a noose. Right. This is I'm, where we get the montage of deaths.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And somebody kills the cop at this. P- no, no, the cop doesn't die yet. Oh, my gosh. No, like, no, he I does. cannot keep yeah. track of anything. Yes, of Yes, he it. does. Oh,
0: he does. This is the montage of death. So Yvette gets gets got with the noose, and then the someone cop gets got with the pipe, lead pipe. Someone he he's talking on the phone about this weird place, and then someone pipes him. Yeah. And then the bell rings, and it's the singing telegram. It does a little <laughs> dance. The
1: <laughs> singer just gets shot immediately at this point. I'm Bam! like, all right.
0: <laughs> and then like finally like Wadsworth runs downstairs and he turns the lights back on and everyone just kind of shuffles from each room to like, look at the new dead bodies just (laughs) blankly like, huh? And they, they go to the door and like, yep. Okay. Well, (laughs) and this is when Curry's like, very well, I know who did it. And then we're into the other half of the movie where it's all explained to us what happened in the movie.
1: (laughs) Oh my God! Okay, so uh, here I thought it's like, okay, we got about what ten minutes left to wrap it up.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: that. Yeah, that uh, hour and a half really did fly by.
0: That was all. We're up. just starting. <laughs> uh, I really love his opening line, or it's one of the first couple lines. Like, I was in the hall. I know because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he does the whole recap of the stuff that we definitely do know of everybody arriving and he, he goes through all of the motions and the sips, Literally
1: goes through the motions.
0: They, they run from each place and like he has them all sort of get into the locations they were and like they all just do a very fast thing. Like when they do the dinner, he sits in every chair and does a sip <laughs> <laughs> representing them having dinner and then yeah, he, ultimately or sorry go ahead he
1: he's acting out this whole thing for like the next half hour
0: just the energy of this performance is totally unreal it's so great
1: and, and, and it just ramps up and ramps up to the point where like he's exhausted by the end of it he's like lying on the floor at one point well, like although that's, he's doing that to be a body
0: yeah that's sort of where where we sort of get into the actual explanation point is like the lights he turns the lights out again and then they find him face down on the floor and they're like <gasps> and then he immediately gets up and like why was mr body pretending to be dead because he's on the floor that. pretending to be dead. Yeah. Because right? it starts folding in on itself here. Oh,
1: my gosh. Oh, yeah. And I can't keep track of anything that happened in this part, just that it happened.
0: Yeah, like all of that is pretty much just straight what we've seen. And here's where the actual theory starts. So he's saying, OK, while they all ran to the billiards room when uh, Yvette was screaming The murderer had to have taken the dagger from the study and killed the cook and then returned through the passageway uh, from the kitchen. Right. Okay. Uh, And he reveals immediately, Okay, the cook and Yvette both were Body's accomplices. So that's consistent in all of them. They worked for Mr. Body. They were the ones who uh, got his evidence by like working in people's homes.
1: That's why everyone knew the mate.
0: Right. And Wadsworth, while he's explaining this, he uses the passage to get to the kitchen uh, while they're all going to the kitchen. uh, Because, like, you know, he's just been running Uh, and Uh he he impersonates the dead cook and falls on McKeon. It's really funny.
1: Oh, yeah. He's he's acting out like the entire last, like, 30 minutes of movie just just playing every character. It's a
0: one-man show.
1: Yep. Uh at like 1.5 or double speed while yeah. explaining everything he's doing. It's
0: yelling. <laughs> and,
1: and everyone else is just following him.
0: And like it's all like good comic quips like just uh-huh. nonstop rapid fire. It's it's an incredible performance.
1: It's it's unbelievable.
0: Like if they they gave the Academy Awards for great comic performances. This would be like a top contender of all time. It's just unreal.
1: I'd say so. I'd say so. Uh,
0: so he, the. Let me see here. What what is next? Uh, he he says, okay. The murderer then had to have returned through the passage to kill Body with the candlestick in the hall, and then they throw Body into the the water closet. So this at, po- at this point, I feel Peacock has to be the killer of Body because she was the one who is absent here. Okay, okay. She's the only one who's not there at this one point. Uh, so I feel like she's the only one that can be the killer, but for Body specifically, there's a whole lot of other killings to deal with.
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the endings has everybody killed by a different person.
0: Yeah, like there, there's just everybody else is involved, uh, and this is where we start getting a lot of revelations of the background. We learned that Mustard is doing research into fusion bombs. He's like, "How do you know that?" Curry's like, "Can you keep a secret? So can I."
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> uh, it and, has nothing to do with the fusion bombs.
0: <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Uh, we we learned that the motorist was also invited and that he worked for Mustard and knew that he was a war profiteer.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that was his thing.
0: So it makes most sense for Mustard to have killed this guy specifically, mm-hmm. which is in one of the endings, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we learned that the cop was being paid off by Scarlet. So that's okay, why the cop I- was here.
1: Completely forgot about that part, but okay.
0: <laughs> and the telegram girl was the mental patient that Plum lost his license over.
1: Right, right, right. I, I seriously thought when she showed up, it was just just there, just a random thing. it's like here's another person to die because we don't have enough peop we don't have enough bodies piling right. up yet.
0: but no, Which it all has board. to fit. It all has to fit into the tight tight structure <laughs> oh my gosh and then like so he's running through all of that and uh, so there he, he's still doing his recap and he's at the point of the original cop arriving because this is where he's saying that the cop was being paid off by Scarlet and so he goes to that part where the cop arrives and he opens the door and there's this guy who's like preaching Jesus
1: oh yeah yeah like um, I, I don't Think like a Have you been saved? Or, yeah, yeah, I don't so, know
0: something like that. But like, it's great that he appears exactly at the moment of the cop arriving because we will learn later that he is a cop. <laughs> he is the cop. <laughs> He's the the cops. Yeah, He's the, the, cop. the real cops. And so then, like, they just slam the door on him because, you know, just a religious guy. Uh, and then they turn the lights out again. And everyone's like, God, stop doing that. Stop He's doing
1: like, that. Yes. And every and there's going to be, be a few more of those.
0: He's like, I'm sorry, I I apologize for scaring you. And McKean like, it's a little bit late for that. And finally, it's like, I hate when he does that. And I, I really love this moment with Mrs. White. Like, he's sort of shouting that at Mrs. White. And she goes, ah. <laughs> this <is> the tiniest <laughs> scream. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> It's like, okay, Yvette is the one who killed Body and the cook. So I think this is where we enter our first ending.
1: I think the endings start at different times. Like, they branch off at slightly different times in the recap.
0: But I think this is, like, a hard different one because different people killed Body, specifically. Right,
1: yeah, okay, yes, yes.
0: So in in the first ending, we're we're into the endings, which is about fifteen minutes of movie still. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they're um, so great. Helpfully, the DVD has an option to play all three of them, uh, one after the other, and does it in a way that doesn't feel weird. Or they just have like a in between them. They just have a um, what do you call it? Like a scene card. I don't know what they're called.
0: Yeah, like say, a title and, card.
1: A title card, yeah, saying, or maybe it happened this way, or yeah. this is what really happened. Yeah, which I, I like. That. I think they shouldn't have had a a this is what really happened. I think they I all agree. should have been mysteries.
0: But maybe it was this way, or we although I guess this in the way theatrical
1: that's... run. Uh, right in the theatrical run, it, it was just a random one because they wouldn't have had these title cards, so there wouldn't have even been a quote, yeah, no, unquote, those... real one.
0: Those are just created for home video, yeah.
1: Which honestly makes it so much more watchable.
0: Oh, I like totally the, agree. That
1: little tiny touch is all it needed. Because I've seen special features of DVDs before where they have multiple endings or multiple scenes, and they just splice them in. They just cut them in, and it,
0: yeah, they just it play them quite one quite after works. another, and it yeah. just feels awkward. And it's like, okay, where were we cutting off? Because it just feels weird. Here, yeah, you don't really this... know where they cut off, but. It just feels it like matter. it's continuing the movie
1: it, it's it's natural, and all they did to make that work was title uh, those cards. title cards so easy, so easy and so simple that i don't i don't I can't think of another movie that's done it that effective, although I can't think of another movie that's had to
0: right I mean like I've seen other movies with like different endings, but not quite <laughs> like this,
1: <laughs> yeah, like like different endings being like oh, and this one they kiss, and that one they don't. Uh, The director likes the one where they didn't kiss. But but Weinstein wanted the one where they do, because it's grosser.
0: So we get into our first ending, with Curry saying, okay, Yvette killed Body and the cook. He's like, why? To create confusion. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, okay, but she was just under orders. So Whoever was the one who ordered it is definitely the killer. So the first ending, it's Scarlet, yeah. uh, and that uh, Yvette had worked for her in her brothel as well,
1: mm-hmm. and she masterminded the whole thing.
0: Right, she is actually involved in espionage. She sells secrets, and she gains she gathers them through uh, her brothel, just like. Uh, body selected or gathered them through uh the maid and and uh the the cook and mckean's like so it is political you're a communist he's like no mr green communism was just a red herring a line that is in all three endings and it it makes me laugh every single time (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, we also have to mention in every single ending that it's not about the the fusion bomb or whatever
0: right had nothing to do with
1: it. <laughs> the fusion bomb had nothing to do with it.
0: In every ending, it's about money. It's, it's always, always capitalism. Money. Isn't that great? Yes. They, they say specifically communism was just a red herring, but in every every single one of them, capitalism is the guiding force.
1: Oh, well, I was actually completely unrelated. I was actually uh, just randomly thinking, trying to think of any bad things of my life that weren't directly or in Directly results from capitalism. I can't.
0: <laughs> it's it's uh it it definitely has some influence on everybody's day to day life.
1: On every action that everybody takes.
0: Uh, so they're all talking about like, uh, they they're they're going after Lloyd. He's like, you don't know what kind of people they have in the UN. I might go up in their estimation, because uh, th- <laughs> this is the ending where everyone's like, well, I guess that's fine i mean you've destroyed all the evidence we're all kind of just leaving uh i i guess it's fine I, or no that's the second No, that's one? the
1: second one where they were just gonna leave yeah The first one uh the cops show up
0: at right. the last minute but first this is when they do the bullet counting gag
1: oh yeah okay so because because
0: um... she has the gun
1: right and, and i think there's like a bit of a struggle for it or something
0: yeah with wadsworth and they're like unsure about how many bullets have been fired
1: oh yeah it's like that revolver only has six bullets well i've only fired five and then and they're going back and forth it's like no because one happened at the beginning and then one was used on the chandelier 2 plus 1 plus 1 and then two just now
0: and they're like Wait, no, no 1 plus 1 plus were used 2 used in the chandelier and they they can't <laughs> and, figure which which it was
1: yeah, and and that's why I kind of started trying to track him now. But it doesn't matter.
0: It's hard to say. And th- this is when the police all just kind of bust in, and it's the Jesus guy.
1: Yeah. And uh, mustard's is... like,
0: I'm only a guest. <laughs> <laughs> just...
1: <laughs> the way he says. That.
0: I love it. It kills me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I thought the Jesus guy turned out to be j Edgar Hoover though.
0: No, nope, he's just a cop. He's sort of like the boss cop uh, who's sort of in charge, but he's not actually Hoover. I think he's on Hoover's orders.
1: Well, everybody's on Hoover's orders, well. but that's, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other, a whole other thing.
0: Uh, so this is when we get into the second ending where Peacock did it, uh, uh-huh. which it's kind of always been my favorite ending, although the last one is also really great. And it has maybe my is... favorite line in the entire movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, there's a couple, so I'm gonna there's try a couple. To guess.
0: Yeah, there's a couple uh, really great ones.
1: Well, they're all kind of bundled into one line, but yeah, there's a if few. you're thinking of the same one I'm thinking of.
0: <laughs> Maybe we uh, probably are. Very possibly. Uh, so in this one, uh, Peacock did it, and this is where we learned that it was monkey brains that they ate, and it's just like, it's oh a, yeah, very unusual that that would be someone's favorite course.
1: It's it's uh, popular in wherever, but very difficult to find in Washington, D.C.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, communism is still just a red herring. Mm-hmm. She's just doing it for money and status. Yeah. Uh, and in this version, the police weren't even called by Wadsworth. They're just like, oh, well, I mean, she was just killing off this blackmailer who was given a, a problem for all of us. So, cool. And they all sing, for she's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yes. Very awkwardly, <laughs> and then like, and it Mustard's like, "Well, there's still one thing I don't understand," and Mrs. White's like, "One thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd asks, "Is the FBI in the habit of cleaning up after murder?" and Tim is like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and then they all walk out, but then the Jesus guy's there, and he arrests uh, uh, Peacock outside. And uh, Curry's like We always get our man And McKean's like Mrs. Peacock was a man And everyone <laughs> slaps him <laughs> It's the goofiest uh, ending <laughs> So the third ending The third ending is everyone did it <laughs> Everyone yeah,
1: Everyone did it But uh, But Mr. Body was the butler And the other guy Who knows who that guy was
0: right wadsworth was the actual blackmailer in this he was
1: yeah he was the blackmailer and then he
0: (laughs) uh so so in this version plum professor plum is the one who killed body both times Uh like he uh i guess
1: uh, i guess he tried to shoot him because he had the gun at first
0: Right, and then he, like he didn't actually die, and then he did like he was trying to shoot him, but he failed, and then he clubbed him uh, in the second version. Uh, right. Peacock is the one who killed the cook because she did know like the monkey brains thing recurs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right because that was like her old cook or something.
0: Yeah, and that, that's why like she knew how to prepare monkey brains, and that it's just an odd dish and all of that, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Uh, And then Mustard is the one who killed the motorist because, of course, he had worked for him and he knew he was uh, a war profiteer. Yeah. Uh, Miss White killed Yvette because she hated her so much. And this is my favorite line in the movie. (laughs) It's like, it's just, it just, I hated her so much. Flames, flames on the side of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, spectacular that that's the one for me although there are a couple other really great ones around here too uh
1: um who killed the cop in this one
0: scarlet okay uh because she was paying off the cop so like the all of the endings sort of dovetail here this includes elements of the previous ones Mm -hmm. and it was wadsworth who killed the telegram girl uh and he was the blackmailer
1: he was the blackmailer, and he somehow has the gun, and he's about to make his escape. And then Mr. <laughs>
0: Mister <Mr>. Green, Green <laughs> shoots him. Yeah, and he was FBI all along. And, and he's then, like, I told you I didn't do it. Oh, yeah,
1: and that's the thing in all the endings. He always says, I told you I didn't do it.
0: Yep, every um, single
1: time. There's, oh, there's there's so much like we can't,
0: we yeah, can't possibly so funny, go over. It's incredible.
1: Oh yeah, uh, because is...
0: communism was just a red herring, of course. recursion, Oh here. yeah,
1: yeah. And then <laughs> the the cop guy, who I thought was J. Edgar Hoover, and it's so much funnier if it is. So I'm going <laughs> to keep going with that. That it's J. Edgar Hoover was pretending to be a Jesus guy, right. and nobody recognized him, even though he doesn't look like. Hmm, damn, it's not him.
0: <laughs> He's just a cop.
1: Well, he shows up, and it's like, do you want to know who killed? And the green's like, Do you want to know who killed Mr. Body? It was me in the hall with the revolver.
0: <laughs>
1: now I'm going to go have sex with my wife.
0: I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. And then just <laughs> smash cut to the credits. Oh <laughs> he was <so> good. rules.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Really uh, great
0: credits too with the clue cards for each of yeah. the characters. And they're just mm-hmm. playing shake, rattle, and roll. You know, classic early rock and roll hit. Contemporary.
1: Yeah. Um. Really, really good movie. Lots of, lots of energy. Uh. Don't, don't try to follow the mystery because you can't.
0: By yeah, design. Get, get a few viewings in, and then you'll have it. But like, huh. it's, it's just got so much incredible comic energy. Tim Curry is unbelievable, and the whole cast is just great. Like, oh, what. Yeah. A, what a stacked cast.
1: And, and, and everything works, which is weird because you consider that some characters' motivations just completely change in certain endings, but it all like is internally consistent anyway.
0: It's so well constructed. It's just like a mousetrap kind of design, all of these kind of very difficult moving parts. And while all the while being extremely faithful to the source material of a board game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: like, like they I, I, played with every single element of it. They they used every weapon. They, they used, used every the room.
1: Running back and forth from the rooms for I don't remember why you actually had to do that.
0: Oh, but I can't you did. Remember. Yeah, you totally did.
1: <laughs> and using the secret passages and I don't really remember how to play the game, but
0: this movie no, was not fun. not really. Oh, it's so much fun. Just a great one. So this and is your so first time bombed. seeing this, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a total bomb. Uh, really? Just people didn't get it. it. It was just too weird at the time, I guess. It kind of reminds me of, like...
1: Well, some of the humor, because there's so much different shit packed in here, but a lot of, like, the wordplay humor reminds me of Airplane.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, pretty contemporary with Airplane. This It may have honestly been bounced out of theaters by Airplane. That's totally a possibility. Oh, could be. Uh, But, like or no i think airplanes earlier this would have been no like airplane the,
1: was like 81
0: wasn't yeah it? i think airplane is like 80 or 81 uh and this is 85 so yeah i don't know maybe this is like contemporary with uh, back to the future even or is that 84 i don't know I've, i don't
1: know i don't know
0: anyway yeah I, for some how, reason how did this that. movie fail I don't know. Like, it, it immediately became a big cult hit on home video. And that's sort of where it found its second life. And it's sort of, like, recognized as a cult classic now.
1: Mm, okay. Uh, I mean...
0: <laughs> so fun! I, I guess
1: I didn't have a clue, because I thought it came out in 2015 with Battleship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just... It's so funny. Like, there's so much brilliant dialogue. The the wordplay is sharp.
1: It's, it's so witty. It's... Um every every second is this whole thing is only an hour and a half but it uses every second of runtime effectively yeah which is something i really appreciate
0: for me to prepare for this i like i have a little notepad that i use when i'm taking notes to watch a movie so we've got stuff to sort of yeah have a structure for this i took 14 pages of notes for this movie (laughs) (laughs) it's just so much it's so dense i had to yeah. pause my my heart my hand got sore a few times
1: <laughs> yeah i I, as I was done watching this movie it was like 3 a.m and i'm like oh god i got to sleep and i'm not gonna have time to watch this again <laughs> and i wish i did yeah oops
0: but it's uh, a blast it's so much fun and it's a really easy watch
1: oh it really is i mean it, and if there's if there's a joke that you don't find funny or you don't get just Wait two seconds. There will be another one.
0: Yes, yeah, much like airplane, you don't have to wait long. They're they're very rapid fire.
1: I uh, we missed one of my favorites. Was was uh, after the cops saw everybody making out with the corpses, uh, he's talking to Wadsworth, and Wadsworth and he's like yeah, and Wadsworth's like, or he's like I saw what was going on in the lounge. Oh, you did. Uh, well. I I, I suppose it's a problem. No, it's a free country. I didn't know it was that free.
0: (laughs) No, there was nothing illegal what I saw going on there. Just some consenting adults having a party. Yeah, really weird.
1: (laughs) He kind of reminded me of a Carl Winslow type.
0: He's so lovely. It's great. A
1: really Uh, good
0: movie. So this is replaced in the stacks or the inactive stacks, I guess, with uh, the 1990 Captain America.
1: (laughs) There was in the. Nineteen ninety Captain America?
0: It is a real cheap low budget one. Uh it has
1: Oh, is this like that Fantastic Four?
0: Kind of the same sort of thing. I think it was produced by Corman, or maybe not Corman. It's it's like really low budget. It's oh no, I think it might be Golan Globus and Canon Pictures. Okay. Uh very, very cheap. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh not very good, but you know, it's fascinating.
1: All right, all right.
0: All right, so I, I, uh, I think that's it for our first part
1: All right
0: uh, Did you have anything further to say there?
1: Not about Clue, I was just going to make a comment about that Fantastic Four movie Oh yeah uh, The best is when Dr. Doom goes down uh, down a staircase to see all his henchmen are dead And he just does this <laughs> big deep sigh just oh, a,
0: come on <sighs>
1: And you could feel it. That's Where'd literally the only thing <laughs> that's literally the only thing I know about that movie except that Arrested Development plays with it in a really weird way.
0: Yeah, I love that bit in that season. Uh the the unpopular season of Arrested Development, but I really love that one. But we'll we'll talk about that another time.
1: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that oh, that's a that's a whole episode right there if we ever decide to get into it.
0: Maybe a, a, a series. A sub series. Yeah. A
1: mini-series.
0: Yeah. Some if sort we of TV If you ever decide to go there oh, uh,
1: yeah. anyway, yeah. We're
0: head on into part two. All right. And for our second film this week, we're talking about the uh, twenty twenty-one film, or is it twenty twenty? Uh, uh, Shiva <laughs> Bay directed by uh, Emma Seligman. So, yeah 2020 yeah uh, another very tight dense comedic construction just uh th- this Similar. one's sort of this one's a, a, a different flavor of comedy this one is cringe comedy this is the comedy of discomfort
1: yeah yeah <laughs> this is like um you know those sitcoms Or maybe it was a Flintstones or something. Oh, it couldn't have been Flintstones, probably Three's Company. Where the guy who's cheating on the wife with the other guy has to have a date with both of them at the same restaurant at the same time. And he's got to juggle tables and it always just blows up in his face. That's that. But this movie is that but stretched out over about 80 minutes and about five different people are doing this across five different tables.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's all based around our one viewpoint character, essentially yeah, uh, Danielle. Danielle, who at the beginning we see her having sex with and getting paid by her sugar daddy,
1: a guy named Max, who I couldn't, uh, I couldn't place it, but uh, at the time, but I just knew as soon as, and you couldn't even see him very much in this scene, but as soon as I saw him, I was like. I don't like this guy. I don't know why, but I don't like this guy. I was right.
0: Yeah, he's kind of scummy. But uh, She does not know the extent to which he is scummy at this point. Yeah. But Um, she has... We, we get uh, sort of an array of lies from her. We don't know at this point that they're lies, but she sort of goes about what she's going to be doing for her day. And we sort of already know they're not lies from the plot of the film. We know that she's yeah. going to this Shiva rather than uh, going to a business meeting.
1: Yeah. And uh, Shiva, in this case, is not the many-armed uh, deity of destruction uh, from Hindu. It's something else. It's a it's a Jewish thing that I don't actually know. I think it's uh like, like a wake after a funeral is kind it's of the
0: Very similar I guess. to awake, yeah. Quite similar. It's it's a sort of funeral right. And it's it's for someone she didn't really know all that well.
1: Well, she really didn't. Uh as she's as they're going there and she's going with her mother, she's like, Wait, who died?
0: Yeah, she doesn't know.
1: She doesn't know who died.
0: Um, and it, it sort of has to be explained to her a bit. And he's like, okay, I think I know who that is.
1: Yeah, Abby or Annie. I don't
0: remember yeah, who I it don't really know. was. It doesn't matter. Uh, but what she's doing at this point is she's telling him the life of her ex-girlfriend, who she went to prom with. And there's just this whole really big history.
1: Oh, is this where like she's saying she's studying for law school or something?
0: Yeah, she Or I think he thinks she's going to law school.
1: Okay, he thinks she is going to law school. Her because parents think she's babysitting.
0: Yes. Um and he's the babysitting job that she's sort of <laughs>
1: Right, so so it took me a while to realize like to click in that he was supposed to be her sugar daddy. I was basically right. paying her for for sex. It took me a while to realize that was what was happening. I had the idea right. that they were just in a relationship for the longest time, and then it turned out well, it turned out n- nothing that we know about anybody is true.
0: Yeah, well, I, all of her personas are false. She has a whole array of them for each individual she encounters. So, like, next, she encounters her parents on the way to uh, the Shiva.
1: She th- yeah she thinks she's getting all her money from babysitting and that's where she's going when she's seeing this guy.
0: Yeah, I and mean, like, uh, and her. Have you seen A Serious Man, the Coen Brothers yes. movie? Yes. I love that movie so much, just with all of my soul. Uh, and uh, her dad is Cy Abelman.
1: Oh, I knew I saw him before. I was like, I definitely saw this guy before, and. Also, why does this movie remind me of a serious man? But I, I didn't connect those two dots.
0: Yeah, it does kind of have a similar kind of vibe and energy. It, but yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah. Cy Abelman, who is like, man, how did Cy Abelman's daughter turn out this way? Jeez.
1: <laughs> I know, Cy Abelman. He's the... Oh, what was his deal? He he's, was, a like, the best man. he's a serious man.
0: He's <laughs> a serious <laughs> man. Cy Abelman's a serious man. But yeah. Her she she encounters her mother and she to her mother she's going to business school. Right, as business well.
1: school for oh business gosh.
0: something related Some to women's stuff.
1: Yeah, she studies, makes
0: that up on the fly. No, she with makes that else. up
1: on the fly because she told someone else she was doing gender studies.
0: Oh, I um, think the gender studies thing is to the girlfriend, or, right. the ex-girlfriend. Right there's a yeah. lot of stories to keep track of and they they all collapse on her
1: they all collapse uh ew. so i guess just gets, like none of them are true and then i'm like well wait a second no what's true is that she's sleeping with this guy for money
0: yes we actually have we, n- honestly i have no idea what she's doing for school
1: oh is she even going
0: I mean, I think she's going to some sort of classes, but it sounds like she doesn't really have any sort of major. She's just kind of taking courses and hasn't figured anything out.
1: That's kind of the impression I got, but of course she tells everyone something different. When you start meeting these people, you kind of get why.
0: Oh, yeah, they're all just a pain to deal with.
1: Every single one of them. Um,
0: everybody's like, so needy and everybody's so prying. It's much like my own family. I, I actually recognize a lot of that. <laughs> like, just yeah. leave me alone. I don't want to tell you. Leave me alone. Like, Please. <laughs> what, do you want
1: my GPA, too? Oh, oh, yeah, actually. Like, um, yes, yeah, nice. can you bring out your report card?
0: Would, would no. like. Like, no. Well, business.
1: Yeah, no, no, but I guess, well, in this family, you don't get your own
0: business. No, Uh, and it's just a whole thing. So everybody's kind of picking away at her, and she she gets to the Shiva, and her mom just is constantly on her about eating. So she's constantly eating and drinking, (laughs) and it just sort of escalates.
1: Yeah, because there is this rumor started that she had an eating disorder because she lo- apparently lost some some weight. Everything just kind of spins around and escalates, and you can always hear people saying things in the background of every scene of, oh, yeah, it's... Well,
0: it's like an stress. anxiety attack. the movie itself kind of has the energy of an anxiety attack because we see just all of the things building against her we constantly hear everybody talking about her in the background like just for real it it has Mm -hmm. the, the same energy of having like a public anxiety attack
1: well to me it just felt like Well, it felt like
0: how I feel every time I go to a party, (laughs) which
1: is actually kind of the same problem I had with a movie we discussed way, way, way back. I just just couldn't register everything that was going on because it was so much like an actual party that I just wanted to curl up in a corner and look at my phone. But
0: this was a little more razor sharp.
1: (laughs) Yes, that one was. That one was real people doing real shit I don't care what anybody says That was too authentic <laughs> This one is obviously It's obviously acting
0: And yeah, it's fast It's really it's fast. sharp Like it's what, 77 minutes?
1: 77 tight. minutes It's uh, But it feels so long Because this party just goes on and on And I just feel It
0: feels like being at that party for an hour It
1: feels like they're and she's just like, because it's also not a party, right? hour it's, it's a funeral, it's a, it's awakened and she doesn't want to be there. And like an hour in, she starts asking if she can go home and it just takes so long for that
0: <laughs> to happen. I like this. Uh, all of this is so relatable to me. Like this does. Mm-hmm. I, I think it more or less takes place in real time uh, and just I've had situations where it's like, oh, well, where are the where are the car keys? Like, well, you don't, don't you have the car keys? Like, oh, you've got to find the car keys. And <laughs> this kind of shit. You like, know what? I, your,
1: license, your vice is a locked room, and only I have the car keys. <laughs> you guys can't be handled with car keys. You get the vice, I have the keys.
0: But, Leah, I, I think they've all lost their phones, and her losing her phone is obviously a really significant thing. Uh, a big deal. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten to the, any of that yet. So, of course, first she's just there, and she starts eating too much, and then. Uh, she's well, very surprised when her sugar daddy shows up there.
1: Yeah, he shows up and she sees him and it's like, oh God, it's like, oh, that guy's cute. He's so and so's uncle's nephew or or something like that.
0: Just yeah, tangentially
1: like, related,
0: right? And they're like, oh man, you know, and he could have any of the Jewish girls, but he has a Shakespeare princess and I she's don't know like what that means but it it means that he's married to a non-Jewish uh blonde girl. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh and you know that's it's kind of a, a political issue within the community. So yeah. th- this and, is how she finds finding she, out that he's married. Yeah, exactly. She she was completely unaware that he was married uh and then He comes in and they're sort of very awkwardly introduced because uh, she her parents want him to recommend her for work.
1: Right, right. But as babysitting and meanwhile, he
0: he's like, that's what you call it, babysitting. This is what you say you're doing.
1: Well, I mean, he clearly clues in that she hasn't told the, the parents about him. He clues into that much, at least, but he doesn't really he doesn't spend a lot of time cluing into anything else.
0: Yeah, like he has the upper hand here, but he's not thinking a move ahead to when his wife arrives.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think the plan—they weren't planning for the wife to arrive because she was supposed to get a sitter. Which, because first thing, she, she was says, certainly
0: not supposed to arrive with the baby that she also did not know existed.
1: Right, right. Oh, yeah. The way they reveal the baby is great because uh, Max is talking with the the parents and she's just like in the background and she's in the foreground eating some kind of something or other.
0: And drinking to... a, a great deal of wine. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's like, oh, yeah. So how long? Or So you're married. And oh, yeah. And and, and you oh, and you had, you had a kid just recently, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. And she's just like. Mm-hmm
0: yeah and they're they're like looking at photos on his phone in the background and like she's in the foreground of the shot drinking and drinking and drinking and just like trying not to visibly freak out it's a great performance
1: it really is um i think it's at this point that she goes to the bathroom and then just stays there for as long as you can get away with staying there a move that i know well
0: hmm. But she makes a really key mistake here.
1: Why would she do this? She took a
0: she took a uh, thirst pick. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and I don't know. Did she send it to him?
0: I can't. She she took, I think, a series of selfies with her shirt pulled up. and And I think she sent like five of them to him and then set the phone down and she forgets the phone in the bathroom, which is. A really big problem, of course. Yeah, yeah, that, and that then, comes back. Of course, him getting all of the texts, the Wi Fi is really bad in this house. So, so he gets
1: them all at once.
0: Yeah, but like later.
1: Yeah, later oh <laughs> a, right. So much later that's time. Right. Well, there's no opportunity. And time.
0: especially an opportune time, of course. Yeah. So then of course, yeah, the then her ex girlfriend shows up.
1: Yeah, the ex-girlfriend who um, – and, and we're kind of left to infer most of these relationships because they don't come out and say it until – a lot of the time until way after they've been interacting for a while. Because I wasn't – I kind of had the feeling that they were exes, but also could have been like just close family friends or something. I wasn't sure.
0: Right. They They, they, were. they have a past
1: they have a past and uh we do find out they were dating they did go to the prom and uh, <laughs> et, cetera, et cetera.
0: yeah well like i i that's that's fairly early on that she comes to that but like so they she's the one who is actually going to law school she's the really successful one and she seems to show up with another girl but she's not actually and it sort of like sets uh, Danielle off sort of like on the defensive
1: yeah they're, the way they interact with each other is really weird I, it took me a very long time to pick up just what their relationship was and I.
0: right because ultimately Danielle is really defensive uh, and she's trying to maintain so many different things in this place at the time that like she just she feels like she's under attack Mhm,
1: And then Maya Presumably has All this other shit going on that we don't Get to see or find out about But yeah. she's, she's definitely got her Own things happening
0: But she's and, lonely like yeah. what, what we learn Ultimately and we don't learn this until Almost the very end but it turns out she's just Lonely and she's missed her
1: Yeah she's missed her but <laughs> You wouldn't know it because she's kind of Being they're both kind of just Being mean to each other for Most of the movie
0: yeah, they've kind of got an aggressive sort of uh, dynamic as a friendship, yeah. I guess. There's sort of a weird sort of layer of aggression in there. Uh, and and just passive aggressiveness, especially.
1: And then you've always got the other, like, saying... Or the mother, rather, not the other. The mother saying, don't try any funny stuff with Maya. What do you mean funny stuff? You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and like, everybody's the whole time and to looking at them. There's sort yeah. of... Like, everybody's sort of aware because... Like, Everybody they, they knows they went because to everyone... Calm.
1: And Also everyone talks to everyone about Everybody's
0: everything Everybody's so incredibly gossipy so Yeah it, and it's, it's like near. she's
1: experimenting And it's like yeah. No mom <laughs> being bi is not experimenting
0: Right they they so, even have that argument
1: Yeah Yeah and like she ends up coming out and, Well <laughs> towards the end She just gets so fed up that she just starts Saying everything But that doesn't happen for a long ass time still
0: Yeah Uh. uh well and well, they're, they're sort of touching, and then, like, she does kind of mention early on, like, Maya mentions early on that they went to prom together, and then afterwards, uh, they had sex, and uh, their first orgasms together.
1: Yeah, yeah, and...
0: It was Just to, <laughs> to shock an old lady. <laughs> to
1: shock an old... Oh, yeah, and while all this is happening, she's, like, running into random old ladies, who are like,
0: oh, let me take a look at you. Oh, you're so much... Skinny.
1: Yes, yeah, you're too skinny. You need to eat. Every and, time. Oh, my God. And, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and she's just trying to, like, uh, I, I've, I've kind of lost the thread now, but she's just trying to get to wherever she's trying to get to at any given time, and she just can't because everybody's got to be in her business. And it's like, uh, even if it wasn't all this other stuff that she's trying to do, I would still hate it.
0: Yeah, and she keeps like, trying. To, she keeps volunteering to do various chores because it will get her out of situations and conversations.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, like, I'll oh, help. What if the children the vomited?
0: Yes, I'll, I'll go clean that up. I, oh, I'm yeah, a babysitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, right. So, okay, I'm back on track. So, a big part of the thing is the wife of Max, uh, the guy she's been sleeping with. Yeah. Uh, she's all like, she brought the baby who. It, side note this baby is gigantic but
0: and it I never think, stops
1: it, it's a i don't know why i just was like that is a huge baby is that
0: baby are we sure
1: that's not like Vern troyer <laughs> is he? I, I i thought it was just like the first uh, small person actor i could think of
0: it's it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a large baby but yeah and it never stops crying just never come.
1: stops crying but well babies that's what they do and she's yeah, like definitely. i need a sitter i need a sitter you need to get me a sitter and max is like okay i'm working on it and it's like i'm not gonna get you a sitter here but she's looking at them as they're talking to her parents and she's just the whole time she's just waiting that somebody's going to mention that she's a babysitter
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, uh Eventually, the the mother does, or the father does.
0: Right, and and of course, like they they have to get her to because you know she's an entrepreneur and uh, she's been lying to somebody that she's into women's studies and business and this is a lady entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, or I kind of wonder if she is if she is or if she's got her own network of lies going on. I don't know because like they, they mentioned like she's got three businesses all uh, that she's got going because he's got expensive tastes.
0: And yeah, and it does seem to be true. Like he does seem to be spending a lot of money that she's making. So she does seem to be successful, whatever she's doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. so but I, I never really got a sense of what her deal was. But yeah,
0: she's... She's very put together, and she uh, uh, just has no time for uh, Danielle's bullshit at all. (laughs) She's kind of a bitch, maybe.
1: (laughs) I don't know if she is. Um, It's hard to say. Uh, Danielle is jealous of this lady.
0: They're Uh, both mutually jealous, uh, and uh, one of them has a right to be. (laughs) Yeah.
1: well Well, i mean to be fair
0: danielle did not know that she existed
1: yeah and and it's funny she's talking to uh, maya in one of the scenes like like she's not that pretty and maya's like what are you talking about she's like the most beautiful woman i've ever seen what's wrong with you
0: she's like disney pretty (laughs) yes Uh, like if if i were to, to describe the most beautiful person in the world this is like basically what i would say
1: <laughs> uh, you don't think Malibu Barbie is attractive? Is like, well, you know, she's just basic, you know?
0: Yeah, like she cannot make the argument. She's just clearly <laughs> got a got a, yeah. an issue with her personally.
1: Mhm, mhm. Oh gosh, what else happens? At some point, Maya finds the cell phone that she leaves in the bathroom
0: right and Um, so she sees that she's sending these pictures and also like she has all these tabs open with like the bank account and the guy and like yeah he's been sending her money and she's yeah it's it's all kind of laid out for her
1: yeah but she doesn't really do anything with that information (laughs) no and she just just kind of puts the phone back yeah
0: but someone else ends up with the phone of course
1: yeah, someone else ends up with a phone, but she says to uh, Danielle, "She's like, well, Danielle's like, please don't tell my parents." It's like, I love your parents. I wouldn't want them to find out that their daughter's a whore.
0: Um, yeah, and and like they sort of like leave it tense there for quite a while. Like uh-huh. they sort of have a split, and she's just mad at her, and they don't interact again until much later on.
1: Yeah, um,
0: because this see. is when she's kind of goes into the duel with the the wife
1: oh yeah she's like you can tell she's on like the verge of collapse and she just goes up to
0: when well, she's been drinking a lot oh yes yes oh, she she's has. just kind of been pounding back drinks as she's been had all of these things revealed to her and people are noticing it and her mom is noticing it
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and she just starts asking the wife all these questions about like their job and how long they've had the baby and all that stuff and apparently there's another one on the way yeah um oh gosh and then uh she forces max to spill tea on her so she can get up and go get changed right um i don't know if that's this time or a different time she she's always coming up with ways to get out of
0: things and it's yeah and she has a big stain on her clothing for a significant portion of the movie as well which is notable like she she is progressively more run down visibly
1: oh yeah her hair just gets more and more like scraggly
0: and like yeah she has this huge stain on her and she she kind of looks like she's been through an ordeal by the end and she has
1: and she has yeah so so the wife ends up asking her if she wants to babysit or no the the parents uh, get them together for that and it's like no no i don't want to i have just the one kid and it's like oh maybe you would like to work with me for business oh no that doesn't sound like any she, she's like trying to get out of it but she can't think of a good way to do it
0: yeah and she ends up just being rude yeah, and it sort of starts a bit of uh, a feud between them because there's no reason for her to be jealous if there's not something going on with the husband. And then there's the issue with this is this is when all of the texts arrive.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: And his phone just starts dinging and dinging with all of these arrivals, like, "Well, oh, you're popular tonight," and like, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, uh. trying to bad
1: Wi-Fi."
0: yeah which as it turns out it is it it is and then ultimately she ends up going to look for the bathroom and she's the one who ends up with the phone
1: yeah yeah the wife does
0: yeah although we won't learn that until quite a bit later when it can also be used as a point of stress
1: oh yeah yeah uh at some point towards the end like she goes she manages to leave the house and goes around to like the side of the house where maya's smoking
0: yeah and they finally kind of have a heart to heart
1: kind of
0: a little bit she's like she she finally is like look i i came here and i was excited to see you because i've missed you and they they finally kind of break the tension and they kiss Mm
1: -hmm. which is considering where they are really risky because then she comes around the corner like afterwards like with like an hors d'oeuvre, and everyone's just like, "Oh, look, she's eating! Oh, look, she's eating! Oh, look,
0: she's eating!" Well, of course, I mean, it's it's uh. dangerous, so so, but I mean, also they they do have a history together that everyone already knows about, so yeah, but, whatever, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're only seeing what they want to see. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's 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 a bit of a tension break after all of this time that like. You know they, they kind of make up and she sort of explains herself that like look i i just it's nice to feel powerful in some way
1: yeah oh yes that's right that's and then she's just like well, i guess i never thought of it that way mm-hmm. R- referring to her um, using this uh, sugar daddy app right right um let's see she also kind of breaks it off with Max. Well Max breaks it off with her in the kitchen and it's just kind of like, I think we should end things between us. And she's like, Yeah, before you run out of all your your wife's money.
0: Right. Oh, and there's <laughs> also a very awkward scene much earlier on where like she is in the bathroom with him and
1: Oh, right, right. Um she like unzips his pads and I remember because it's a callback or or they predicted it they mentioned it earlier because she
0: i'm not gonna was, blow him in the bathroom mom
1: i'm not gonna blow him in the bathroom mom it's like this is this is a shiva it's like yeah that's why i said i'm not gonna do it
0: and then, <laughs> and then of course she does kind of make an attempt uh but yeah
1: but it just
0: it's I'm just a really power sure, game. but
1: it just doesn't happen
0: it's it's just a power head game And he, he's, he like undoes his flying belt And then he like does it back up And kind of gives her a look And leaves uh, Yeah I think it's just like a shitty power game
1: uh, Yeah I don't know But yeah she's like Saying to him like yeah we should We should kind of break this off And then the camera just pans And there's this old woman there
0: <laughs>
1: And it's like oh gosh I'm so sorry and she's like What what? Can you help me with this? You need to speak up. <laughs> and then as she leaves, the camera follows her and you see the wife sitting there and we don't know how much of that she actually saw.
0: But she um, knows everything already because she's already got the, the phone. She's the one who
1: found the phone. Yeah. And then amidst all this, when they're fi- finally trying to leave, <laughs> Cy Abelman's just trying to cram everybody in this one van so we can well, give them all the ride home
0: first there there are further humiliations to be heaped upon her because oh, she knocks sure over the she knocks over oh, the holy book.
1: yeah that's right and then and there's broken glass everywhere it it's when
0: like, she's 'cause she's having having a scuffle about the phone with the the wife and the and then the wife wants her to hold the baby and she won't do it
1: right right right, which is. Kind of weird, actually. She's like, "Please, just hold the baby. I just gotta get something out of my purse." God damn it!
0: Right, (laughs) and she just doesn't want to do it because it's a whole.
1: It's a whole thing for
0: her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she walks backwards and knocks over the books and this uh, glass thing that shatters, like a vase, I think.
0: Yeah, so like a vase of flowers and stuff, and yeah, she has to put the books back. She has a big emotional meltdown, and everybody's there because everything had broken.
1: Yeah. And, and everybody sees everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just all, and, and nope. And she's just, I, I really felt this in my bones when she's just on the ground saying, I can't, I can't. And just like, can't what? And the mother's like, can't what? She's like, I don't know. I just can't.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, "Very, very." that's
1: me most of my it- life.
0: There's there's a lot of stuff in here that's super relatable to anyone with anxiety issues, uh, whether they be Jewish or otherwise.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it it just.
0: But yeah, then this is when they're finally kind of trying to get everything together. I think through the whole period of her breaking the thing, were them looking for the keys.
1: Oh right, yes,
0: and And, or for phones that like just everybody had lost everything. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah, no, I found my phone. You don't got to worry about that anymore. Well, what are your keys? Oh, I don't know if I have the keys. And, yeah, there was a big thing where they had to look for the keys to the van. Um, So, finally, they leave the building, and uh, but they're all going their separate ways, and Cy Abelman gets it in his head to give everybody a ride home, because he's got a big van. Why should they have to call an Uber?
0: Yeah, but, so first... He he invites the ex girlfriend.
1: Yeah, and, and her mother.
0: And her mother.
1: And, and this lady named Maureen, who they were already going to give a ride to.
0: Right. Who who's also like they're they're taking a bunch of salad and stuff for her.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then they invite Max and his wife and the baby.
0: Right, because their their Uber didn't show up and they they can't and they they haven't ordered another one it's like ah oh, just cram in come on we can all get in here and
1: and then he's like whoops i overbooked all right well the two girls gotta share a seat i don't know sit on sit on each other's lap or something yeah like oh my god and they're all all these people are just crammed into this van and
0: I think that's yeah. that's kind of it, isn't it? Well, uh, and you know, uh, driving home, oh, uh, yes. they now, hold hands. Oh yes, they hold hands. And it's sort of like a grace note. that, like, okay, they they've, they're sort of still uh, feeling okay about each other, and th- th- that's sort of been reconciled, even if everything else has sort of been burnt down.
1: Mm-hmm. This is why I don't do parties.
0: <laughs> parties. <laughs> me to a
1: party, and I say no. Please don't take it personally. I just (laughs) I mean to be fair
0: again, this isn't a party, this is a funeral. Yeah. But like a funeral for someone she didn't really know. And I mean that that's the whole thing is just a a whole community of prying eyes on her. And just everything coming together at just the wrong time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I was just kind of like, well, she didn't even know. Why doesn't she just not go to this thing? And it's like, you can't not go to this thing. And it'd be like, oh Oh, uh, what's her name's daughter didn't show up. Oh, do you think there's something wrong with her? Maybe she's not eating, and she's in the hospital because she's not eating, and that's why she's she couldn't come here. Oh, maybe she's well, doing like she's more made experimenting. A,
0: she made a promise to her mother to do it, so yeah, she's there on a promise.
1: Mm-hmm. And she could not conceivably have gotten out of it, though.
0: Oh, not not even possibly not remotely <clears throat> uh but yeah that that's pretty much it i mean like it is so fast it really flies by because like we said 77 minutes and there's just so much event going on because like it's a constant anxiety attack everything is coming at her all the time and just all of her uh shields are being destroyed
1: uh-huh. it, it does kind of remind me of like <laughs> i had a we had like a big family event for Christmas back in 2015. I'm still recovering from that. Mm. I, I'm still. Yeah. Yep. So this, this movie gave me anxiety. It's a good movie, though. Good movie.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't ever want to see it again, but it's a good movie and I'm glad I saw
0: it. <laughs> I liked it quite a bit. I'll probably certainly watch it again in in terms of like cringe comedy I, it's it's got a little bit more warmth than most in that like true. there there are grace notes and there's sort of like a, a warmer ending where you know even though she's kind of gone through this thing with all of these people they're still all riding home in a minivan together and they kind of have to just live together in this community and it's like okay we we'll we'll deal with this it's this is not world ending
1: yeah that's true that's true
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, very impressive first feature. I, um, I it, it is it's, funny. Uh, it's funny. It's fast. It's it's like very assured.
1: It's really like it's it's really. I don't know how quotable it is, but it's really good. At the, the delivery of the jokes that it has are are really good. Like the reveal that uh, that Max has a baby is one that I thought That's was. It's a really great good. slow
0: burn. Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. because it
1: just builds up to it it builds up to it but like they play it off like such a natural conversation it's really good Mm -hmm. like it it really captures uh the feel of what being at one of these things could potentially be like and that's why i don't want to see it again
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so uh that's everything for part two any further thoughts before we move on to our last part
1: I really wanted to see the multi-armed deity of uh, destruction, but I'm sure he'll show up in one of the other stacks.
0: I am. I'm sure Shiva, the destroyer will be around somewhere or other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. On into part three. And we're back for our final segment where we talk about movies we've watched in the past week and uh, discuss what we're and decide what we're going to watch next week.
1: Um, uh, I just want to clarify something because uh, I yeah. was thinking about it. And uh, when I say, and I'll say this quite a bit, that I don't ever want to see a certain movie again. That's not an insult to the movie. Uh, usually, mm-hmm. sometimes it is, but not always. Like uh, sometimes I'm just I don't need to have a certain experience a second time. It's I'm I'm fine with the first one. I'm,
0: you know what I think is more of an insult? I don't need to ever see that again.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, see,
0: it's just like another meh, one, whatever. One
1: of, one of like the most powerful affected movies that I've seen in recent memory is uh, Room. Not great the movie. Room, but uh, that's another movie. I don't think I want to watch it again ever. That's fair. But it's it's but it's a great movie. Strong recommend. A uh, very difficult, harry, harrowing yeah. watch. I was literally on the edge of my seat, and then I just ran out of seat and just had to sit on the floor.
0: Yeah, and, like, personally, I don't need to ever see Showa again. It's a masterpiece, but... who Don't or, need to. Um,
1: oh, actually, I was just thinking about that because another movie that uh, Shiva Baby kind of reminds me of is uh, Mother... Where everybody's (laughs) in in the house, it's a very different kind of movie, but similarly anxiety-inducing, like, why can't I escape all of this?
0: Right, yeah, fair. Uh, So I watched a hell of a lot of movies in the past week, uh, because for the next week... I plan on watching no movies at all from the stacks and we're oh, going yes. to do a Jay's choice for our uh, secondary picture instead of oh, usual thing. Uh, as we start our January New Year's resolutions series, uh, it won't actually be quite January by the time we start that, but you know, I've got, got a bunch of stuff to clothes. catch up with. Yeah, and we're we're it's going to be Christmas in between there, so yeah, I just won't well, be watching anything.
1: Christmas has by the time you're listening to this, Christmas has happened. Exactly. I, I hope you had a merry Christmas. Yeah. Or but I wish like, you I wish you had a merry Christmas. I wish you had a merry
0: Christmas. Don't but, we'll get copyright struck? I don't know. Seriously? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. But yeah, I mean, it is just a few days before Christmas for us. However. Uh, so first I watched New York Ninja, which just we both did you sort of did? <laughs> I kinda. <laughs> you were asleep for a considerable portion of it.
1: It was like if what I do recall is it was the room, but martial arts.
0: It's just blissful '80s ninja nonsense. Uh, th- this is a film that Vinegar Syndrome reconstructed. Uh, it was unfinished, and the entire. Sound was lost So they had people Like current people Dub in everything Which was really fun Pretty well done For the most part Like it's Uh It's not very noticeable Once you get into The groove of it A really fun New score That they created By Voyager I have it on CD rocks
1: Phenomenal gang costumes Oh my
0: god Everybody has just The coolest costumes In the world They're all Completely ridiculous They're all Really DIY Oh, oh, yeah.
1: They just, I I feel like they just took a great big shopping cart through a value village and just filled it up with whatever they could grab. And then it's like, okay, this is going to be our gang costumes. Let's just make things out of this to make it seem like there's a huge gang and not just five people.
0: And you can always tell who's a gang member because they always look completely ridiculous. (laughs) Like, they won't look uniform in any sort of way. They're just that person looks absurd they're clearly one of the gang members
1: yeah and it's not like it's not even like mad max absurd it's you, you gotta see it to believe it
0: It's great, oh great.
1: there's okay good job cat well done that's everything on the floor
0: kitty knocked everything down
1: except for my drink i was able to
0: save that good uh, a- another thing that I found really amusing about New York Ninja is how it leans on imitatable behavior, because he has a whole child fan club who imitate oh, him. Yeah,
1: that that ends
0: up they
1: end up saving the day.
0: It's encouraged. It's, it's mm. totally incredible, especially in the 80s, which is sort of the era of uh, outcry about imitatable behavior. Yeah, so it was fun.
1: And and it ends with a wonderful uh, New York Ninja will be back in, L.A. Ninja. Oh, yeah.
0: I want it. I want it so much. Uh, but he won't, though, will he? No, I don't think so, because, I mean, I don't think there's another unfinished movie if this one never got finished. <laughs> but it's a bummer, because this is, this is a total blast, and I absolutely love it. Next up, I watched Bloodbeat, which is sort of a Christmas movie. Okay. Uh it's it's set at Christmas anyway. It's a bunch of people come home for Christmas and like this sort of remote cabin, it's sort of an evil dead-ish setup, but instead there's like a samurai ghost and poltergeist which I think yeah. is powered by female sexuality. Cuz there's like a couple scenes where a lady is having an orgasm and a dude is getting shredded somewhere. Well,
1: that's one of the things that uh, people theorize does power poltergeists.
0: Well, yeah, that's one true. One of them. Although, this, there's like an, an actual ghost samurai warrior that manifests and like kills uh, people that's with That's different. Sword. Yeah, no, uh, poltergeist doesn't do that. And a lot of just really fun, lo fi animation effects. It's quite a trip. I really dig it. Uh, really crazy, really zany, totally hallucinogenic nightmare sauce. I loved it. Uh, nice. This is one I've seen before a few times. It's an old vinegar syndrome one. One of the first ones I got from them. Uh, uh, also, Christmas one I watched is Ace and the Christmas Miracle, <laughs> which woo! This is a new movie. This is a brand new Christmas movie uh, where John Lovitz is the voice of a horse that can predict horse races. <laughs> no, and this is like one of those no-budget, like made for an incredibly niche audience. Christmas movies that they just sort of churn out. It, it's just weird that for this one, the audience is scumbag gamblers who've like gambled all their money away at Christmas and they get to be the heroes in this. <laughs> Cause like they're they're sort of hired to steal the horse and ransom him by the wife of the guy who she's pretending she he's her brother. For reasons I don't okay. know okay it's so unnecessarily complicated, just melodrama melodrama and it's all it's the dumbest shit you've ever seen it's the cheapest most like it's not a movie is <laughs> you know it's it's like just kind of shot in rooms and like it's it's less it it's you know uh, a talking cat is sort of a similar level of filmmaking, but that oh. is more like that I would put that on a higher level this is. Talking cat-esque Oh wow Horrible and incredibly oh, long <laughs> Oh no Well like I mean It's not incredibly long but like it's You know a 90 minute movie And it shouldn't be a 90 minute movie It should be like uh-huh. a 40 minute movie Because nothing happens
1: <laughs> I see I see
0: uh, Next up I finished off The Carpenter stack Completely with Black Moon Rising
1: This was one of the ones that he wrote but did not direct?
0: Correct, and it's another one starring Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, It's sort of a really shaggy heist movie. For some reason, you got both Tommy Lee Jones and Linda Hamilton as competing super thieves. And they have to break into a skyscraper full of baddies because there's a MacGuffin hidden inside of a second MacGuffin. Okay, sure they have to break out it's a supercar that has a, a microfilm in it <laughs> <laughs> all right and like all of that sounds really epic and action-packed but it's really low-key like how he puts the microfilm in the car is he just kind of happens to be at the same gas station as them he just kind of tucks it away in its butthole <laughs> i don't <laughs> even know how to I, it's, in the, it's car's the car's butthole butt it, okay. it is okay okay like you lift up a little flap, and there's just, like, a pouch that he, like, squirrels it into. It, it's the <laughs> car's butthole. I don't even know how else to say it. But, yeah, it's this... And then, then the, the supercar gets stolen, and uh, it, he chases it, and he sees that it's put in this skyscraper, so he has to get in to get it.
1: And he hires what? Paul Walker and Vin Diesel?
0: <laughs> they, they do... Uh some shenanigans about getting from one building to the other, but it's more of a high wire act. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it's fun, but it's really shaggy. Like again, if Carpenter had made it, it would have been a much uh sharper, much like I don't know, more tense and, and lean action thriller. It okay. is fun. Uh it, it's it's you know, it's 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 a very shaggy movie. Uh, next up is Censor, the second film from Vinegar Syndrome Pictures, their other production uh, after uh, New York Ninja.
1: Oh, cool, cool.
0: So this one's an actual new movie, and it's about a Video nasty censor in the 80s. And it's very self-reflexive, so it's about her. She takes her job really, really seriously because she had a sister who was murdered at some point, and there's... Uh, it's it's very hazy exactly what happened to her in okay. this movie. Uh, deliberately so, because we start to see that she cannot herself really distinguish between reality and fantasy. And the movies and her life are starting to bleed together. Uh, and she's starting to harm the real world as a censor uh, rather than uh, just... Uh, the the movies actually doing any damage to anyone it's really good it's it's really fantastic uh uh very visually interesting and and a lot of footage from actual video nasties sort of the opening credit sequence is just a whole montage of just the goriest sequences that got cut out and stuff really cool uh next up is tragic ceremony this is the next one from that Camille Keaton box that uh, I watched Madeline's study of a nightmare last week. Uh, so this one's uh, about four friends who are out on a road trip and they run out of gas and they kind of just end up at this weird villa and they're sort of welcomed there by these rich people who are there. And uh, in the night uh, they actually kidnap the girl and they're going to sacrifice her. She's hypnotized and stuff. Uh, But the guy has come in and interrupt the ceremony, and then it just turns into a whole huge massacre. Like, heads getting cleaved in half and everything. It's great. Nice, nice. Uh, Pretty wild. They end up getting haunted by ghosts, and uh, I don't know, it it turns into a whole bizarre thing. Very psychedelic, (laughs) all of the movies in this uh, Camille Keaton box. Uh, Next up, warning from space. Ooh,
1: this is... Uh, The box art for this one is just a big star with an eye or like a starfish with an
0: eyeball. Right. So these are the aliens that come to warn Earth about, you know, against nuclear proliferation Uh, and also that a rogue planet, Planet R, is heading for Earth and is going to uh, crash into it and destroy everything if they don't use all of their nukes to destroy Planet R and exhaust them completely that's
1: one okay all right that's one way to uh disarm all right that's one way to do it
0: it's interesting i i really like the star star starfish aliens their design is fun i mean it's most of the time it's really obviously just someone standing with uh, their arms out and their legs out <laughs> uh with yes. like a cloth over them and then there's an eye piece but the eyes are sometimes really cool the first time we see one someone opens a door and is surprising it because they take on they transform into a human form to blend in uh, to spread their message initially okay uh and it's got just like uh, there's blue lights inside the cone of the eye and they just sort of pulse up and down the first time we see it because it's in a dark room and it looks so cool uh, there's never really anything quite like that after, and for maybe like 40 minutes there's very little that happens other than them sort of walking around and warning people about nuclear weapons and nuclear energy and stuff.
1: Don't use nukes! Don't use nukes!
0: Yeah, you, <laughs> you gotta get rid of them! It's it's that sort of the, just that for the rest of the movie, oh, really? the movie. And then there's just a totally crazy climax and uh, just you know, with, with Planet R's approach, there there's all sorts of uh, fun uh, special effects and models and stuff like that. You know, y- you got to have it. And th- this is sort of like one of the ur-texts of that. This is an early fi- or mid-50s one like Godzilla that sort of like started off these movements. Okay, cool. Uh, next up, Rebels of the Neon God, which is totally rad, an absolute vibe. Uh, This is an early 90s film from Taiwan and set in just downtown Taipei, just rain and neon and just these disaffected teens with motorbikes and smoking cigarettes. And, you know, they they get into a feud uh, for no real reason. Like this, there's this one kid and his dad's a taxi driver and the dude smashes the taxi driver's side mirror. And the kid is just kind of aimless and looking for something to do. He just has no direction at all in his life, and so he decides to just attack the shit out of this guy. Okay, <laughs> but like right. subtly from behind the scenes, and he just destroys his life over the course of a day. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh. really weird. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Uh, and it's mostly just like high mood, like just so much rain and like constantly wet and rainy, wet streets. A lot of neon, because it's, you know, downtown 90s Taipei. And just everybody, there, there's very little dialogue. A lot of people just smoking a cigarette and uh, looking really rebellious. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> nice, nice. Similarly, next is Radio On, except it's 1979 and it's Britain. Okay. Uh, British post-punk on ennui. It's like, if a Joy Division album was a movie. <laughs> so it's like this: this guy, he gets, uh, he he finds out that his brother has committed suicide, and it's mostly just him driving in his car, listening to like Kraftwerk and just uh, some cool post-punk uh, from like circa '79. Like the opening credits credit the songs used in the movie before they credit any actors. Oh wow. Because, like, you'll just hear a whole song and you'll just, like, sort of be with him driving through these uh, great urban British landscapes, you know, just in, like, just the the pre-Thatcher era. Uh, All black and white, again, just, like, a total vibe, this guy driving north to find out what happened. Uh, and then driving back or I guess he doesn't actually drive back uh, just to we, we get just all all of the drama and him doing that. But it's mostly just about him driving and uh, listening to the music and just the, the whole vibe of things It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like a, a movie made explicitly for me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, next up is Summer of Fear. Uh, I is think this on- a,
1: Is this a Son of Sam story?
0: No. Uh, I, I believe it's on the list here as Stranger in the House. Uh, it's a an early Wes Craven. It's a TV movie he made. Oh. Uh, but it's very ridiculous and melodramatic. It's based on a YA novel. Oh boy. Okay. And it's got Linda Blair, and she's a horse girl, and her cousin's parents are killed in a car accident like this freak car accident and the cousin is sent to live with them for a little bit uh but she turns out to be an ozark mountain witch (laughs) and she just like she immediately she starts to steal linda's girlfriend and she curses her horse and just all all of the shit it's it's very ridiculous it's very over the top uh very tv movie and very ya novel (laughs) Right. Uh, next up is Keep an Eye Out, which was really fun. Uh, this is a Quentin DePew film, uh, who did Rubber.
1: Oh, cool, cool. I, I remember Rubber.
0: Yeah, That's so a trip. this is a lot like Rubber, except if Rubber were a light police procedural comedy. Hmm. So it is a very absurdist satire of a police procedural. This guy is being interrogated. And it, it it's like kind of subtly absurd for a little while. There is just weird details that are ridiculous because like the detective smokes and there's like smoke coming out of a hole in his chest because like he just has a chest hole for smoke as well. Oh, OK. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I just have one of these. He's like, oh, oh, OK. So, like, the, the absurdism sort of slowly layers in, but then eventually when he's retelling his story, it starts to blend in with the things that are happening in the main story. And, like, he actually sees whole visions, and the cop's like, wait, you, you actually see? All-? And he the cop talks about something that happened to him. He says, like, oh, yeah, I can see it. He's like, you can see all this stuff? I'm like, don't you see stuff when I'm uh, telling the thing? I'm like, no. And Like, well, I've been seeing all of this stuff. <laughs> It's very, very fourth wall breaking. There's a whole big, really big twist turn. Not really a twist, just a big uh, shift near the end. That is also a like one of many. But yeah, it's it's really fun. Very strange. Cool. Uh, and uh, next, vampires, which is uh, from uh, Jose Ramon Laraz. Oh, they're not
1: John Carpenter's
0: a uh, different va- these are this is vampires with a y. <laughs> oh. oh. So, so these are bisexual vampires. I believe last week I said lesbian vampires. They turn out to be bisexual. See okay. their thing is they have what what I consider to be like a potluck orgy. They each like come pick up a guy from the English roadside and like bring <laughs> him back to they they all have sex and then they eat them. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah,
0: potluck orgy. That sounds about right, then. Yeah, so just really big on vibes. It's very beautifully shot. There's just a ridiculous amount of sex. There's so much sex. And there's a a ludicrous amount of blood. They're very messy vampires. (laughs) (laughs) It seems terribly inefficient to me. (laughs) Uh, And uh, similar to that sort of... But like in kind of a different kind of vibe, Sex of the Witch, which is the last one from the Camille Keaton box. Uh, And this is sort of a really sleazy giallo, as a lot of them tend to be, as you've sort of seen already.
1: Yeah, this one looks it from the box art. There's just a woman lying down and a shadow hand groping her chest
0: yeah and like that box art is really famous it was even used for another movie that i've seen but it definitely comes specifically from this one because that scene is in this movie oh, okay uh but there's a movie called By Leth demon of incest that also uses that <laughs> exact poster <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, which it, it has a disc from severin and it's somewhere in the stacks uh but yeah so it's a family they meet up for the reading of a will and you know obviously there's a slasher who's taking out people to uh i guess get more of an inheritance we don't know who uh there's also a bunch of black magic a ton of orgies like there's maybe more sex than anything else in it there's like a solid 10 minute sex scene that made me kind of tune out of the movie altogether <laughs> it's kind of completely incoherent. But uh you know it's it's a weird sleazy vibe.
1: <laughs> all right. Um,
0: <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean there's there's a ton of uh options either way. So uh that that's all of them. What what do you figure? Well, um,
1: I think uh I'm I'm leaning towards censor because we did talk about video nasties earlier and I think I think we should kind of carry on with that a little bit. I,
0: Totally, yeah, and it's it's a really great movie
1: The psychological damage of being a video nasty person <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what that's really about I guess we'll find out Kinda,
0: yeah uh, Alright, so that, that one's pretty cool And we have uh, just a handful of additions Because most of the stuff that I watched uh, Was new stuff that came in Because, uh, you know, I just wanted to get through a bunch of that stuff Before I took a week or so off the stacks Okay Uh, Did I mention that already? (laughs) Uh, Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So uh, first edition is Norway, which is uh, set in 1984, but I think it's a brand new movie from either 2021 or 2020. Maybe it's maybe a couple of years older. I don't know. Uh, It's a Greek vampire who goes on a road trip, like a disco vampire from the 80s. He goes on a road trip with a sex worker and a Norwegian drug dealer, I guess, presumably to Norway. Uh, I don't know fully what it's about. Uh, my understanding is at some point he encounters Hitler, like an undead Hitler.
1: Got to encounter undead Hitler at some point.
0: Yeah, uh, it it sounds pretty fun. I don't know a whole lot more about it, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Mirror Mirror, which is this movie about, it's it's a 1990 movie, so a 1990 goth teen girl, so very proto-Lydia Dietz. Okay. A very, very similar kind of vibe. Uh, I can't remember who it, the actress is. Uh, Rainbow something. Uh, but anyway, she moves to a new town. She's the new girl in town, and obviously, I there there's a haunted mirror in the attic, uh, which kind of possesses her, I guess. Uh,
1: of course,
0: yeah. Like happens, you know. It's it's one of those yeah. sort of movies It's got to happen to the goth girl. Of course, of course. Uh, Next is Who Saw Her Die? Who
1: Saw Her Die? (laughs) Who?
0: Perhaps Anita Strindberg, the niece from Your Vice is a Locked Room. One of the starring actresses in it. Uh, Also starring George Lazenby. Oh,
1: wow. He Uh, was a a James Bond once.
0: Yeah, he's the On Her Majesty's Secret Service Bond. The Australian Bond. Oh, wow. that's a weird one. I some people it's their favorite i have really mixed feelings on it but you know it's an interesting one uh so it's a giallo starring george lazenby and anita strindberg (laughs) Uh, and they're hunting down a child killer in the canals of venice and i hear it's just a very very moody wet giallo uh looks interesting. interesting i have not seen this one okay and uh, last edition is the masturbating gunman. I, it's got a different, much longer title on the list, but this is the title I have it under. <laughs> so yeah,
1: I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like, what is it? The masked adventure versus oh, God, I have to actually color, click on it. Yeah, it's the masked really adventure versus ultra villain in the lair of the naked bikini.
0: So it's What's about a naked it's, bikini. I don't know. Maybe it's invisible. So, it's about this guy who, he's a brilliant detective, and he can find kidnapped girls just by sniffing their panties. Oh, no. But the thing is, he's a compulsive masturbator, and he just oh, can't stop no. all the time. Uh, yeah, that's what the movie's about. Oh. <laughs> and he's like a superhero. He's the masturbating gunman. Uh yeah, I I have an autographed copy of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, th- those are all the additions. Uh, so we ha- we still have both stacks to choose from, and I should note that for the next month we'll also have uh, both to choose like both watched and inactive to choose from. Since, uh, but we're we're gonna have specific parameters each week.
1: mhm Yeah, we have something interesting planned for the next month.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, both are uh, open and available. Uh, wh- what are you feeling?
1: Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the inactive stacks because that's only going to be open. Well, I mean, it's a temporary thing, so
0: kind of yeah. Ki-
1: kind, kind of ish, kind of ish. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. You know what? Let's do that. That nineteen. 19- 90s captain america
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay the albert Uh, 1990 captain america it's very goofy
1: (laughs) i bet Uh, although the costume looks completely comic accurate
0: it's pretty accurate yeah like they it's one that really feels authentic to just the goofiness of the character at a certain point in time but not circa 1990. The the character was a little bit more complex in the 80s and early 90s. I feel. Mm. Uh, all right. So next week, uh, that will be what Captain America and censor. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> right, uh, before... Captain
1: America is what you get when you have too much censoring. Wait, that's not a bad thing though. Captain America is pretty dope.
0: Depends which Captain America, because there's True. like. So, I, I, deep lore comics nerdy shit. But at Marvel in the 50s, they're, they're, like Marvel as it currently exists didn't sort of become a thing until 1961. But okay. they owned a bunch of properties from a previous like Marvel quasi, a, a thing called Atlas. And Atlas is where Captain America was created all the way back in like 39. Oh, and somehow wow. the character was just published pretty frequently throughout those periods. So there's like this sort of canonical period in during the war that that's our character who's revived for the Avengers in the sixties. In the fifties, however, there was still Captain America's being published, but he was like really anti-communist and he was kind of a dick. Oh, I see. So later on, this guy gets retconned into being Uh, just this fake Captain America brainwashed clone who was created by the Red Skull, and he ends up being like a villain. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. All right. Yeah, good times. None of that happens in this one, which is a very silly movie. Uh, Red Skull is just the hugest performance, and you will absolutely love him. Uh, There is also a point where I really feel like Captain America and the President are supposed to kiss and it just doesn't happen you'll know it when you see it all right all
1: right i can't (laughs) wait
0: all right so next week captain america and Sensor. looking forward to it all right everybody have a good one and keep watching the stacks